Something to give your co-workers, your friends, your family, whatever, whoever. And let me tell you, she does these wonderful gift baskets. She brought me one to the studio yesterday. She wanted to change her ad up a little bit, and she wanted to give me a preview of what you guys can get. Now, look, I got some great candy, also some other cool things for men, and plus, I guess you knew I like candles. She obviously went all out for this basket, trying to uh, put on a good show for me, and she did. So, everybody that is associated with Raising Grace Studio will be getting one of these gift baskets for the holidays. And I recommend you guys get them too. Now, she told me that this is one of the more expensive ones. But, if you don't feel like spending a whole lot of money on one, she's got some for around 30 40 bucks as well. And she can supply your whole office, your whole school, whatever. So, Miss Vicky at Dolly's Delights, thank you. If you want to get in touch with her now, call her at 478 478- 231-7237, or go visit her at 5122 3rd Avenue, Eastman, Georgia. Now, a couple days ago, I did a show with Miss Lori from Lori's Dive-In over in Alamo. She brought me and Gracie all types of food, even a keto pizza, a cauliflower pizza. I've never ate anything like that before in my life. And let me tell you, it was banging. The wings were amazing. She does this special mix-up with lemon pepper and buffalo, and it's out of this world. Her wings are cooked better than almost any place I've ever been. Um, So what else did she bring us? She brought us fried Oreos. She brought us fried pickles. Uh, The barbecue was awesome. The hamburger was banging. When you go there, too, folks, you can go back and listen to the whole episode between me and her. Her staff is awesome. You feel like you're at home. It's just the best little place around. I know whenever we go through Alamo or I'm going down 16, I'm going to divert myself to go get lunch there. Y'all please go check her out. Her phone number is 912-568-1645. It's on Commerce Street over in Alamo. You can't miss it. It's Lori's Dive In. Go get fed good. Go get treated good. You're not going to get better service from better people anywhere around here. So go check her out now. Let me tell you guys about the baddest insurance agent around these parts, Miss Jenna Carr. She's an alpha insurance agent. She handles home, auto, life, and business. She's located in Macon, Georgia at 3312 Northside Drive, Suite C-160. Uh, let me tell you about Miss Jenna. Not only is she just the sweetest, cutest damn thing you ever seen, but she takes care of business like a true professional. 
I love dealing with her. Uh, she's done got me hooked up with life insurance because let's be honest, I'm going to need it. And, uh, every time I've ever dealt with her, a complete pleasure. So y'all do me a favor now, give her a call and go look her up on social media. Jenna Carr, Alpha Insurance Agency, and that phone number in Macon is 478-621-7065. Tell her that you need the same package, home, life, auto, all that good stuff that she hooked me up with. So recently here at the studio, we had a tornado came through. And when it did, we needed a new roof put on. We needed some work done to it. And my dude, Mr. Brad Devane, with Classic Roofing and Construction at 478-832-9229 came and gave me a free estimate, and then they hooked us up. Uh, it was an insurance job, and they took care of it right away. But they also handle out-of-pocket. And what's cool about them, they've got 30 years' experience. They don't collect a single dime until the whole job is done. They do a full walk-around with the homeowner just to make sure that everything is up to the homeowner's standard. And then they collect. I know when we needed them most here at Raising Grace Studios, they did us an amazing job, and I'm glad to have them on board with us. So check out Classic Roofing and Construction now. Give Mr. Brad Devane a call at 478-832-9229. That is classic roofing and construction. You guys want to know where I go to have a good time in making when I'm also wanting to get some good food and listen to some good music? I go down to Cashman's Pub at 370 Cherry Street in Macon, Georgia. Every time me and my buddies go there, no matter who it is, they've got a really good band playing. I'll tell y'all this. I love their buffalo chicken wraps. Plus, they have Buffalo Trace, one of the few bars around that carries it. So you're going to get the best drinks, good damn service, with good people. I know that I enjoy it, and all my friends do nothing but brag about it. Every Friday and Saturday, you can catch us there, but also we go there during the week when we get a wild hair. I know I can catch all my Bulldogs games, all my Braves games, and any NFL games there. They're going to have them on the TV. They're going to have drink specials. And it's just going to be a great environment for you to laugh, cut up, have fun with your friends. To me, it's my favorite little spot in Macon. If you don't know about it, go order one of their shot specials and tell them that I sent you. That is Cashman's Pub down on Cherry Street, Macon, Georgia. Phone number. 478-219-9703. Y'all go run a bar tab up and tell the bartenders that the Josh Terry podcast said hey. All right, fuckers. Well, I'm just going to tell you this is about to be a shit show. Uh, me and the boys been drinking beer, a little bit of tequila. I've got some of my favorite people in the room. Some you haven't heard from before and some that you've heard way too much. So, I mean... Go around the room real fast and introduce you to everybody. It's the first drunk show I've done in a while, so this ought to be fun. I got uh, Lee Tucker, big brother here. <laughs> Hello. Hola, bitch. Hola, bitch. We, got, we, we started drinking margaritas way too long ago. Cobb Lee's been on the show. What's up, guys? I'm glad, Cobb, to have you here. Uh, Mr. Josh Davies. Hey, what's up, everybody? And our first-timer, Mr. Cam Harden. I hit dangers. You don't. <laughs> I remember you. I, I remember you from high school. No. Uh, make sure you, if you want to pull your mic closer to you, you can. It's, okay. you, you can be no. Yeah, that's exactly right. Okay. Uh, you can do all the Elvis shit you want to with it. Actually, I didn't mm. see what shirt you had on till right oh now. God. By the way, that's a fucking shirt, son. Awesome. I wish me and Lee Tucker could wear mediums. Yep, we'd be way cooler. I wish I could too. Um, 
Shut up. Anyway, so we're just going to talk shit for a little bit. Uh, this is supposed to be our Thanksgiving special. And everybody in the room I asked to come be part of it because I love you guys. Me and Cam have got to reconnect here lately. Uh, me and Tucker, he got a girlfriend, so I don't fucking get to see him no more. Uh, Cobb is still teaching little motherfuckers how to choke other little motherfuckers out. <laughs> and Davies, right. Davies has moved away from me. Yep, yep, yep. It's been eight months now. Uh, first off, thank you to uh, Matthew Burton, who couldn't be here. Uh, we miss you, brother. Yeah, man. I wish you could be part of it. Yes, sir. And the second one we got to say that we miss you is Dustin Heron. I don't know what the fuck that is. Pornhub just popped up on my computer as we're Zilu. recording. That literally, I'm, I'm glad it didn't say. I'm glad it didn't say like. I'm glad it didn't say like some nasty shit because <laughs> it's liable to. But uh, also Dustin Heron, uh, we're supposed to be right now at the Iron Bowl, but somebody fell out of a fucking tree stand in Nashville. So y'all please go download Roll Tide. Uh, came out when like Wednesday. I think so. But uh, Dustin, we miss you, bitch. Wish you could be here. I missed him because I was. You told me he fell out of the tree stand and all that shit. And uh, so I missed him. I'm like, hey, bud, you're all right. I want to check on you. He's like, yeah. He's like, fuck, I'm having surgery um, tomorrow. I was like, oh, shit. What kind of. You they know, rushed like, him he, into I didn't, surgery. Pretty yeah, quick. I didn't know what fucked him up. I didn't know where he was hurt. So I'm like, what kind of surgery? He's like, yeah, I'm having a penis reduction. He fell on the lesbian side of him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> If you've, ever, if you've never teacher. seen him, he looks like a third-grade PE teacher. And I'm not talking about the male third-grade PE teacher. I'm trying to remember if I've seen him on the show before. But. Think about somebody who stopped in the middle of their sex change. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> That's Dustin Heron. I immediately uh, thought about our elementary school. I don't remember her name. I don't either. But do you, you know what I'm talking about? We used to have to play the fucking umbrella game with yes, her? Yes, the parachute. Yeah, Dustin could have passed for that shit. Yeah. I think he looks like Ma Fratelli from the Goonies also. Bitch, mean you look like the truffle shuffle from Goonies, so we can't even talk shit about it. I'm not mad about it. You remember that guy that used to live with me to look like Sloth? <laughs> nope. You don't remember? I'm not going to say his name on here because he told people he owned a piece of this. Uh, oh, uh, you remember? Fuck, yeah. Okay, okay. Sorry, yeah. Because you saw me almost choke slam him in a kitchen yep. one night. And then he threw up all over the couch and shit and you fucking beat his ass. Just a stand-up guest. Really. So uh, he was not a he was not a good person. Just the bottom ten. Uh, he was worse than that. Um, <laughs> so I want to start this off tonight. Uh, like I said, it's our Thanksgiving special. But I'm going to tell you guys what happened to me yesterday, and we're just going to let it fucking go downhill. I stole a dog. Uh, I went through Wendy's drive-through last night after That's I. That's how you start a fucking story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So I Are went through. Dog? I went through Wendy's drive-through last night. And wait, I was, wait, wait, wait. What kind of dog? I'm going to get to it, Cobb. You're not quick enough. It's a blue healer. Very expensive dog. Okay. I was drunk. It's the most white girl thing I've ever done in my life. Yeah, yeah. That sounds like it. I was drunk. I went to Wendy's to get a cheeseburger to sober up before I went to Albany to watch the ranch hands. There was a dog running around the parking lot. The dog had a collar on. It was following out this old couple. And I was like, oh, that's their dog. How cute. They brought him to Wendy's. Then the old people got in the car. They left. Well, there was this kid. He looked Albanian. He looked like a Middle Eastern kid. And the dog was like following him around. But I was in line, so I never saw them walk off. I was just like, okay. Dog's just keeping up with this random ass person, right? Because who would take an expensive ass dog and just let it run around Wendy's? Well, I get my food. Then I drive up to the college. Don't see the dogs. I'm not fucking. I'm going to come back to the studio. Do what I got to do. 
Dog is next door in a yard. I took the dog out of the yard. I thought the dog was just running around randomly. I am on ring cam telling this dog to come here. <laughs> but what makes it bad is I posted it all over social media like, hey, I found this fucking dog. I stole this dog and I didn't realize I stole it till too later on <laughs> because I was drunk. I just thought that somebody wasn't taking care of their dog and it was just running around. It's I expensive did that to a girl one that, time. That, you know, dog trying to like, oh, person, <laughs> hey, I'll call, I'll call him yeah. with you. Yeah. you know? <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought. I was like, this dog shouldn't be in the road. Right. I'm going to pick it up. But in reality, if you look at the ring cam, I lure this dog out of this yard. <laughs> that I take it home. We put it on Facebook 30 minutes later. Somebody's like, uh, yeah, I'm missing my dog. <laughs> I stole a fucking dog out of a yard. Did you I was still drunk. have the dog or take it back? No, I gave it back. I didn't want to keep it. <laughs> I thought I was doing a, I thought I was doing like a service to my community. <laughs> I thought I was helping somebody find their dog. They just let their dog go down there and fucking beg for Wendy's fries <laughs> yeah. during the day and then it well, comes Well, no, home. no. No, the Albanian kid, the Albanian looking kid was the owner. Uh, I never saw the dog and the Albanian kid walk back to the house. I don't know what an Albanian looks like. That's, that's what I'm you, stuck on. That's how you let the dog fend for itself. Don't buy dog food. It, it's it's oh, pretty muzzled. to a fast food restaurant. It's pretty muzzled. Yeah. He, Get, dude looked a lot yeah. like 9-11. <laughs> the, whole, he, the whole thing. He had a lot of 9-11 going on. Probably some Why would you say Albanian? <laughs> I don't know. Like, that's the country you decided to throw out. Because I, I would imagine if I saw Albanian, that was what it looked like. Regular old fatty and Clyde. You rob from the rich and give yummy. right back to the rich. Yeah. <laughs> yummy, yummy, And then it was bad. Yummy. Like, yesterday was, like, uh, my papa's birthday. So I, I was drunk, and I was like, oh, my papa wanted me to have this dog. <laughs> and then I realized I stole this goddamn dog. It didn't take very long for it being on social media either. Like, maybe 30 minutes. And the owners were like, Hey, by the way, if you could bring our dog back. <laughs> I wish they would have canceled you like Morgan Wallen on that goddamn ring. That's why I'm fucking putting this out here now. Yes. Because I'm just waiting for them to figure out who the fuck I am. Yeah. If I go ahead and beat them to the punch, so, because it's obviously theft. Like, they're ringing back. They're ring. I know, but I took it. <laughs> the dog's in the goddamn yard, and I'm like, come here, baby. But you thought it was a random yard. You know, it was his yard. I didn't, but even when I reached down to grab the dog, it squealed. <laughs> the dog well, clearly had. Purse, I don't the, do you think he would have come with you if you had like had some food with you, or just like like pleaded? With I wasn't him, like, giving it the option. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I was just taking it. Don't worry well, about your man. dog. But I was. I'm telling me. you, I had a good enough buzz. Um, in my head, I was like, my papa, my papa wanted me to have this dog today. <laughs> it was a blue healer, and they're expensive as fuck. I prayed for this. Yeah, sure I just so, I had already been like, you know what? Cause my papa's nickname was Buddy. I was like, I'm gonna name it Buddy. You already named it. I had named it. Oh, it's and then and then you got steak in the dog now. Just go to visit him sometimes. Uh, he's right across the street. He's yeah, probably he running the fuck around him. right now. What's up, buddy? Might, like my name. Might be a little traumatized. Yeah, cause I stole it. It's like my name is. Carlos. I fucking this dog theft. And the reason why I'm putting this out here, cause I know I saw that ring cam. They're going to post the video if they realize who so I is am. Is there a legit ring cam of you taking them? Yeah, I'll show y'all. It's next door. <laughs> but in the end, there's a video of me. I'll show y'all the video in a minute. I'm in the truck drunk, and I'm holding the dog. And it's like, hey, 
I found this dog. If anybody knows in where it's at. In this yard. I, exactly. I found this dog in this yard that has a collar on. If anybody knows the owners, please let me know. I took it from them. It's bad. It was like the guy who steals it and then asks for the reward when you get there. <laughs> I took your real expensive dog. I know it's you can't afford it. a dog, yours. ain't it? Yeah. He's probably hunting infidels. <laughs> oh only in Cochrane. Only in Cochrane. Right. Like okay, okay, so that was the, that's what that was the rule I was gonna tell y'all. Is uh I wanna stop start implementing this on the show that every time there's a racism like that, you gotta take a shot. It's only gonna, it's only gonna make it better. You should implement that right now. Yeah, okay. Yep. Anytime there's a racism during a racism. the rest of this show. That is, that's some Theo Vaughn Lee, shit. You're fucked. No, it's actually me. It's actually me. I'm going to be in big trouble here. Okay, first off, Josh gets to say whatever he wants to. We can't even get mad about it. Not at all. Yeah, he can be as racist as he wants to, and I can't say nothing about it. Yeah. We've been bad to your people. I'm sorry. I'll, 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 I will, uh, you know, be cool today. Can you be Obama too? Oh God, yes. Please. Uh, now, now, uh, Josh Jerry, uh, Lee Tucker, and uh, all the parties involved. Uh, now we're gonna uh, allow this show to continue. Uh, just this one time, but uh, keep it keep it clean. Keep it clean. Probably not. I'm probably gonna fuck up real soon. Well, you talking about dog napping? Talking about it's the most white girl thing you've done. I don't know why I thought of this. It's the first thought that came to my mind. We were in Dothan, Alabama, at a McDonald's, and you stole a McMuffin sign. They had one of them little signs that stick on the side of the road in the lawn, and it was like a two for one McMuffin deal. We were drunk leaving the concert. I don't, I don't remember stealing that. One of my yeah. favorite things he ever stole. Yeah, that was great. <laughs> was outside of fucking Bobby's. Can y'all stop fucking <laughs> doing this? Hold Listen, on, hold on I gotta sin, tell you this. I mean, Muffin sign is not a trend as, here. I, got, I don't like it. <laughs> I mean, Muffin sign is not as serious as yes. a dog. No, but the next thing he stole was amazing. It was at Bobby's. He stole a goddamn handicap sign out of the parking lot because he accidentally hit it and knocked it down. He put it in the back of the truck. He's like, swear to God, I'm going to hang this bitch. bitch. I thought you was talking about Bobby Pinson. You're talking no, about no. Billy's Clubhouse. Oh, Billy's, Bobby's, whatever. Ouch. No, not Bobby's. You I just started thinking Bobby about what the fuck if I stole from Seagull. <laughs> so, we have, so we have three so far. Can we have seven more for a top ten? Top no, he, he, he stole video. the handicap sign from the parking lot. It was like, he was so funny. He's like, I'm putting this in my bed. Handicap parking ride. Just fucking. <laughs> <laughs> and then she rolled up. Just kidding. On this. Uh, that leads me into something, though. Nope. So that. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> so this one time I messed with this girl on Tinder. And all the bitch ever posted was like from waist up pictures. And uh, I ended up asking her like I on a date. And she's like, yeah, let's go do something sometime. And I got drunk one night and I was like, you know what, darling? I'd really like to take you for a spin and dance with you. I didn't know the bitch was in a wheelchair. Yep, she uh, she blocked me. But in my in my defense, if you're in a wheelchair, you should tell folks you're in a wheelchair. You shouldn't post navel pictures up. And then she came to Kerrigan's, and I gave her a lap dance. You did, did give it. you did give a lap dance. <laughs> I love her family and her. They're, yeah. they're great people. I don't give a fuck. She's, no, good she's cool and and good looking too. Oh yeah, she's a beautiful girl. Yeah, good people, great, great looking. Just, you know, some things. You just don't see in pictures. It's her yeah. fault, man. It's a lot easier to spin you around a dance floor than a chair. Yeah. Yeah, I wish y'all had got saw his fat ass give that lap dance, though. 
Oh, I had a good time. I'm good. I'm good. Yep. <laughs> it was it was very You had a good time, but did she? Well, I mean Oh yeah. <laughs> in all honesty, in all honesty, it ain't like he can really disappoint her. Yeah. I mean she right. couldn't run away. Oh <laughs> how did you do that? You're the sweet one. Is that a racism? No, that's a handicapism. Handicapism. I don't know. It was just there. Charism? Charism? What? I, I think every time one of us say something fucked up, we should all agree just take a shot. Well, give me that goddamn bottle. Here, you go ahead. Yeah. You go first. Can say, start that now. Yeah, you got to take one, too. Catch. Oh, I didn't agree to that. Oh, we threw oh, we backtracking now. We, no, we no, back no. pay? You just said that a girl in a wheelchair couldn't run away. <laughs> I did You're that. taking a shot. The only hope is that it doesn't get worse with the more shots we take. Oh, my God. I think it's supposed to. Oh, God. I think that's why he made that rule. Well, so when I did uh, when I did Trey Lewis's show a couple weeks ago, they have, like, games that they play along with the, like, their stuff. And I never thought about doing that. Like, would you rather or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then there's a podcast. It's like a, it's, it's like a World's Greatest Drinker or whatever. And, like, Kevin Hart was just on it with some folks and everything. And, like, you either have to drink or you have to talk about what they ask you. It's like truth or dare. Mm-hmm. But the dare is always drink. <laughs> so it's like I plead the fifth. <laughs> I got to drink a fifth. Like, you got to take a shot. It gets, they get wild. And I was like, you know what? Some of the best conversations I've ever had with my friends is drunk conversations when you didn't know you were drunk. When that shit sneaks up on you. Yeah. So it's like, you know what? Let's implement rules into this show now. When you got like a group show, mm-hmm. make everybody be a little bit more loose lipped. There you go. Yeah. Start talking about chlamydia again, Lee. Yep. Again? Nope. We talked about <laughs> doing that with shots oh. with uh, making picks, like Here football picks and stuff. To where if you got to pick wrong, <coughs> you had to take a shot. When you did what? We talked about this years ago, where we would make picks, like gambling picks. Yeah. But if you got to pick wrong, got to take a shot. Ah, people don't realize you're the only one in this room. You brought up gambling. Nobody knows what a degenerate gambler I am besides you. I do. <laughs> Have you been to a casino with me? <laughs> Bitch, we went to that boat with... That uh oh that don't count. I don't remember them glitches. But anyway, somebody had to ride in the back of that jeep with no top on in like February. Oh, what was her it name? Was, was Jordy. it Samantha? No, it was Jordy from Reedsville. You remember she had uh, to fed away. I thought it was Samantha Wainwright. Samantha somebody. Oh, oh uh, yeah, I don't like her. Uh, uh, I know. You know, know what I'm talking about? Wait, Cobb was with us. I was. I Cobb was with went with us. Holy shit! But that same her. jeep, talking I, about riding in the back with a top down. Yeah, you we had to come back from Panama City Beach, and I was sunburnt, and I was freezing my ass off. So, mm. on the way to one of these trips, if you ever rode in a Jeep, you like oh, to talk oh. to me down. You know what I'm talking about? No, this was a different trip. Eddie I, was with us. We yeah, that's Saint what I'm Simons. talking about. Yeah. So, yeah. I had a seatbelt on. No shirt, because it felt amazing outside. <laughs> you had a seatbelt yeah. fucking tattoo. I had a seatbelt fucking tattoo. It was perfect. It was horrible. It was me, you, and Eddie went to a gambling boat, but we made a day of it. We went to St. Simon's to play golf Play golf, first. right? Yes. Yeah. You were blistered. I was blistered. It uh, was hilarious. Cobb, to this day, though, I swear to y'all, has got the best sunburn <laughs> ever. Cobb, what do you weigh now? Like 180? Yeah, 175, 180. Okay. Cobb used to be at least, what, 320, 330 at your biggest? And my biggest, probably around 330. I know I weighed before, right when I started yeah. losing weight, about 320. So, we both started losing weight at the same time. But we went to the beach together one year. 
with a bunch of girls and folks and everything. Cobb sprays himself with sunscreen. <laughs> and he's fat at the time. So he doesn't get every spot. How he did this shit. <laughs> you can't do it when to, you're sitting down. To you. this day is amazing. <laughs> Motherfucker had a perfect Kool-Aid man on his yeah. chest. Yeah. He had both eyes. Yeah. And he had the fucking the smiley face. And you made a meme of it, like with the Kool-Aid man side. Oh by my side. god. Oh, it's yeah. the funniest shit. It's the funniest shit I ever seen. I had the same thing happen two years ago in Key West. Um, I used that spray shit because, you know, I can't reach my back, so I just spray that shit. Anyways, my friend Shannon comes, and I never rub it in. I just layer that shit up there. My friend Shannon comes and just rubs my back and the front of me and everything. I think she thought she was rubbing it in, but she just wiped it <laughs> off, and I got back, and I looked like a fat-ass Zorro. I had just had, like, this fucking Z <laughs> across my fucking chest and my back. Is that... It? Is was, that the one that you told the story to me before about her popping up, somebody, a homeless guy popping up? No, nope. That was that yeah. was a different time and a different woman in a different place. Well, not a different place, but yeah, yeah. It's actually literally at the same place. That's one of the funniest things I ever heard. Yep. You have to go back story. and listen. Cause Lee Tucker's got a girlfriend now, so I don't. I'm not going to. She's tell sitting the story. over there looking like, what the uh, fuck did you do? I didn't know she got back yet. Yep. She's back. <laughs> Don't She's add, been quiet with them McNuggets over there. Bitch, I've seen you get real quiet when you get McNuggets, hey, it's too. A, it's the Christian thing to do. <laughs> I pray for them fucking McNuggets. <laughs> and the sweet and sour sauce. Manna from heaven. Oh, shit. I don't know what we're supposed to be talking about, what we're supposed to be promoting or anything like that. You it, just want to get a buzz and bullshit. Well, that's what we're supposed to be doing. But I need y'all to like bring up some shit. I brought a couple things already. Who hasn't talked? Davies. Oh, Davies, tell us about your new life now. Man, it's been pretty a decent ride. Um, you know, not been easy, you know, transitioning from, you know, living, you know, here to living up close to Atlanta. I'm like 20, 30 minutes from downtown, uh, you know, Upper East Side Atlanta. Um, but it's been good, though. It's been good. I, you know, went there for a job. Job last, it was more temp than I originally planned. But it, you know, it, it, was, it was still good. Um, and then when I, you know, when that didn't work out, uh, I had a buddy that, you know, was able to get me on for, for a job in Kennesaw. So I've been there since July. So. I didn't realize you were in Kennesaw now. Well, I work in Kennesaw. I work there three days a week, and I work those two days from home. Okay. Yeah. So, but I'm still in Norcross. It's a, it's a drive. It's a drive from Norcross to Kennesaw. Two eighty five is hell. I was about to ask you, like, how far away? Like the difference between those two? Uh, yeah. Monday through through Wednesday, I'm looking at about 45, 40, 45 minutes. Okay. So, like, there. when I have to drive like to one Robins and stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I gotcha. hate fucking Atlanta. That's like three miles in Atlanta, 40, 45 minutes. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I have to leave about an hour and a half to get to get there at a good time. That's but, a fucking lootly not. Yeah. I will never live yeah. in a place like that. Fuck 285. Yeah, it, it's fine for now, especially with the, you know, three days in the office, two days from home. So that, that helps a little bit. But, uh, but yeah, the job's, job's not too bad. I feel like I'm getting the hang of it. Um, do it, I'm, you know, ride with it for a little while. And uh, But I'm also, like, you know, doing little other things too i uh had a week where um i was a couple weeks where i was wasn't working and i got to be an extra on the uh the heels show on stars oh yeah, yeah on the yeah. what show that's awesome heels. Oh. The, the wrestling show yeah that's yeah. awesome oh that's dude amazing. i like that show yeah yeah i'm on i'm in the i'll be in the season two finale as in, in the crowd that's one of the shows that were like sneaky good yeah it's one oh, yeah. i don't yeah. have stars or nothing i want to watch it it's on my list they but... got a deal out now uh coming out uh for like 
five bucks for three months or something like that. There's our push. Brother, stars. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, go like, get it. Oh, please about let it. stars. You know, please let fucking stars hear this. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah same or Pornhub. I, I try whichever. to keep it at just like two or three. <laughs> we, we are the perfect reality show to put together. You put all of us in a house, best content on the planet. So. I'll tell you what show is. Unless there's cameras. Oh, no, I'm canceled. <laughs> Straight canceled. <laughs> no, no. I don't even think you feel a contract. Shot. One season, we'll it, it get canceled. What's crazy is, like, I've got, <laughs> I've got studios, like, trying to buy the show now. Because, like, Harold's got to. And I'm why? like, they obviously don't listen to it. I was like, why? <laughs> they, <laughs> they see, like, they subscribers or viewers. I, and I like, I like people that have <laughs> different <laughs> political views and everything to me. Stacey Abrams sponsored this show mm-hmm. for so long this year. And I realized that all politicians, they don't give a fuck. They don't care. As long as people are, like, downloading or whatever. This is like being the number one podcast in Georgia. Stacey Abrams is like, you know what? I'm going to put my name on there. And I was like, that bitch has never listened to an episode of this no, show. No, no, There's no way. I make Holocaust jokes. Run their campaigns that run those political ads care about what you watch. They're just like, oh, this this looks like it's got a lot of views, and oh, you look at look at the area you're in. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah we'll, we'll send this ad out to she you. She does realize there's a gap between her demographic and yours. You're a piece of shit. <laughs> Listen, that's a, the bottom yeah, line is a shot right there. First off, you are not allowed to pick on anybody's physical appearance. I know <laughs> what you just did, you fat piece of shit. You said gap and looked at me like, we're going to talk about this bitch's teeth. <laughs> oh my God. No, I You're a horrible too. individual. I think it runs <laughs> in the family. <laughs> what? I said, I got a gap too. It runs in the family. Really do. It's Tucker side. Give him the liquor. That's a racism. I don't say it like that. That's a racism. Give him the fucking liquor. Fill the gap. That is a fucking racism. Uh, Lee Tucker, uh, do better. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. I'm shaming you as President Barack Obama. Uh, I'll tell you what I'm excited to come out, though. I don't know if y'all seen it, Close. but Showtime. Showtime's got the George Jones George. and, Tom, and uh, Tammy Wynette story. Uh that is going to be awesome. The only thing I don't like is, uh, what's the guy's name that's playing George? I don't know. I've seen Does him. anybody know? Oh, it's a weird ha- name. He doesn't, he doesn't like fucking Nashville at all. It's, it's, it's uh, what is it? Um, It's coming out on Showtime. Just, if you'll type in uh, Showtime, George, and Tammy, it's going to come right up. The guy has played like a lot of shit, and he's a cool actor. But the other day he was just talking about how much he hated fucking Nashville. And like, it's like I I recently went to George Jones' grave. It's a ho- like it's a fucking holy place to me. And when you got somebody that's like I don't like nothing about Nashville, and you know, they're playing that. What's Michael Shannon? Oh, Michael yeah. Shannon. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. <clears throat> Great actor. But oh, he's amazing now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Jessica Chastain. Yep, yep. It's gonna be an amazing show. Oh, yeah. I, I can already tell. But uh, Lee turned me on to. Uh, if, if anybody's listening, if you have not watched it, Tales from the Tour Bus. Yes. Watch fucking Tales from the Tour Bus. When they talk about George Jones and Tammy Wynette, that's what I better see in this fucking show. That's the Mike oh, Judge. Yes. That's Mike Judge. Yeah. Right? Same guy that did Beavis and Butthead, fucking King of the Hill. Yeah, all that nice, nice. Yeah. If it and just the animation is really cool in it, too. If it, awesome. ain't, if it ain't like that, I don't want to watch it. It's like, like King of the Hill, but it's fucking country artist. The first season is the second season it is, is uh, funk. funk. It's but it's still good. James Brown and yeah. oh, so good. I oh, like dude. the one with Johnny Paycheck. Oh, see, Johnny Paycheck's my guy, dude. dude. Um, so I don't know if y'all know this, but where George Jones is buried, 
uh, Paycheck is buried like less than 20 feet away. Makes sense. Paycheck, but like, died poor. Oh, yeah. And but he like, was rich and, a lot of times. Yeah. And like, and he, I guess George Jones, like the story that I was told, is they were like super close all through life and everything. He always wanted to look out for his buddy. So he buried him fucking 20 feet away. And man, let me tell you, there's something about that. And when you walk into the cemetery, like in George Jones area, every single step you take is a George Jones song. So when you walk up to the gate, it says, step right up, take the grand tour. Woo. And then you walk it in. Make you cry. Oh, no, it did. It make you cry. It did. You wa- Then you walk in to where he's buried. And when you see every piece of where he is buried is another piece of his songs. Man, I'm telling you. I will tell y'all right fucking now. I figured out where I want to. I always like, I don't know if y'all have ever battled with this. I've always like tried to figure out if I want to be cremated, buried, mausoleum, whatever, right? Yeah. So, after going to George Jones's grave, Keith Whitley's grave, Paycheck's grave, I want to be cremated now. And I want to be scattered, a little piece of me scattered to each one of my country, like each one of the guys that I love the most. Like, I want to be scattered at their graves. And it'll just in my way, the way I love country music, it'll be where it's just me listening to them forever. I lo- uh, Don't it- give them ashes to anybody in this room because you will not get scattered there. Well, no, no, because all my friends piece shit. Yeah, no. Nope. <laughs> you know, I'll end up, I'll, somebody will be like, would Josh do this for me? Tucker will be like, eh, probably not. <laughs> I'm a. <laughs> now, boy, I about to say something fucked you up. You end up on boy George's graves. Yeah, that's what you would do. <laughs> exactly. But what's funny? Oh God. The so the guy that plays steel guitar on all my shit, he's one of my favorite. He's actually from Cochran, Georgia. His name's Steve Henson. Yep. Fucking phenomenal. Steel player. But I mean he played for George Jones, Waylon, Conway, all these people. But what's crazy is is all the things I had no idea. He told me his favorite voice because I never cared that much about Johnny Paycheck's voice. Oh my god! I dude. mean, it's good, but but I mean, compared to Merle and George, it didn't do it for him. There's but, certain songs. Oh, I know exactly. Yeah. But anything Merle or George sang was amazing. But Steve Henson's favorite voice, he told me, was Johnny Paycheck. So he's like, I don't mean all the shit everybody knows, man. It's weird because yeah. he's from Cochran, Georgia. He's like fucking 60-something, long white hair, always wearing sunglasses. And anyways, he's like, man, you just got to listen to the shit. Yeah. You got to not listen to And, dude, I've heard so many stories because he played for George Conway. Twitty, he played for Merle, too. Merle. Um, yeah. He played for Vern Gosden, Yeah, dude. man. It's all those stories, you know, that I've got to hear over the years. And, and uh, Is man. he in a band here? Who? Steve? Yeah. No, he plays. I, yeah. He was Randy Travis's still player for like 24 I, years. I think no, he's, he's one still of those in Nashville, doing what he man. wants to now. It's no, he's still in Nashville. I know a, a band. I think they called the Double Barrel Band or something. A bunch of old guys that are around here in Cochran. He ain't around like, here, man. He just guys went, he was just, No, he was just. He was actually. He just played on Miranda's fucking big yeah. hit. He oh, okay. he just toured with Beck. Or not toured with him. He played a show with Beck anyway. So, But, I mean, he's still playing with every... Every fucking huge artist. He's amazing. Great guy. But what's funny is, if you remember the song, That's Just Jesse. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. That's Just Jesse. Kevin Denny. Oh, my God. Anyway, Steve plays at the local in Nashville every Saturday night. 
If he ain't got a damn road gig, he's at the local with Organic Country with Kevin Denny playing uh, still. Well, and how I about, mean, Joe Spivey on fiddle, which is fucking, he played everything on. If you want, Cam, you can get a beer out the. Oh, help yourself. Yeah. You don't want to bust it out the, the fireball for the shots, and there's I don't know a whole lot of things that go good with fireball. Have you not, other took, than, have you not took your racist shot yet? I'm trying. I was talking. You're a. Your face is going to match that bottle in a little bit, blood pressure-wise. Uh, right. You know what I like about Kevin Denning? Is you were here. Trey Landon played it here. Oh, but know. it was... Um, you didn't even the river runs out of this town. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh-huh. If you like That's Just Jesse, Trey Landon... It, it's, it's weird. It's like I was telling you earlier. When you played Earl Thomas Conley, and I didn't know Earl Thomas Conley yet, I'm addicted to it now. Yep. Same thing with Blaine Bunning doing Gene Watson. Trey Landon did that shit here with even the river. And it's just like, what the fuck? How do you not know these songs? Dude, I just, I love that scene. When I first moved to Nashville, I moved to Hermitage, which is nine miles outside of Nashville, which is where Trey Landon, Justin Dukes, All Josh Phillips, All fucking Ryan Nelson, everybody lived out in Hermitage. I didn't know... I didn't know the fucking difference in any of that. But what's stupid is once I got out there, I, I realized that my my roommate, one of them was Toby Keith's bass player. And the the other one, the one I actually paid and rented the room for, I got fucked up in Jessup, Georgia. And uh, he offered at the VFW. <laughs> he was there seeing her buddy Tom Drennan that plays for, uh, oh, my God. I'm having one of those moments. Is a huge country artist, everybody. Now, anyways, C.A., Chris Anderson yep. from Glenville, Georgia, was there seeing Tom Drennan. And uh, I run into him, and he's like, dude, I got a place in Nashville. Just give me 500 bucks a month. You ain't got to sign a lease. Just come fucking hang out. And uh, if you don't like it, just Well, you get can't get a coffin and... for $500 a month in Nashville <laughs> no, now. No, no. So, anyways, we go. But what reminded me of that is... He took me to school board like the second week I was I in town, and Kevin Denny was playing, and he played Earl Thomas Conley for me, and Oof. fucking oh brother, it was it was next level, and so anyways, him and JD, all these people were playing, and it's just he played Earl Thomas Conley for me. He played the Chair by George Strait. He played all these hits, and it's Kevin Denny, and then he played That's Just Jesse, and I'm just sitting there drinking fucking Crown. Listen to Kevin Denny play Conway, George Strait, Merle Haggard, and shit for four hours. I was like, fuck. I, I love Hazelhurst, Georgia, but I fuck found it. my I place. I, I look, found I'm telling, my place. I try to tell folks all the time, and it's only because of you, Dustin, Justin, everybody else that I'm close with now. When you go to Nashville, you have to. Cobb, me and you went that, that one time. That's not Nashville. Times. That's not Nashville, though. You got to go to the other places. I took care of the losers. Yeah, yeah. You've got to go. There's a guy, and I've talked about this dude. I, he ought to fucking pay me by now. Tom Bullard is the ugliest human being I've ever seen in my life. But if this motherfucker, if his, if he don't have some Hank or whatever in his bloodline, and he's got to be in his forties, he he looks like he's had a rough life. This dude has one of the best voices I ever hear. And what Lee's talking about over at Scoreboard, you got Music City Palace, uh, Music City, 
Nashville Palace. Yep. Yeah. Music City Bar and Grill. Yep. That's what Scoreboard it is. Nashville Palace. That's what it is. Dude, I seen fucking Oof. Dean Dillon. Dean Dillon played. And if y'all don't know Dean Dillon, go to Amazon Prime and look right up now. Tennessee, Tennessee whiskey, whiskey, baby. A Dean Dillon story. Dean Dillon wrote like 55 of George Strait's number ones. He wrote fucking, I mean, Keith Whitley. He wrote Vern Gosden. All these huge, huge hits. Yep. But it's just great. Listen, those guys tell the stories of how they got fucked up back in the day. And, and wrote these smashes. I mean, like, I like the, milestone hits. I like the story of him. Is it him and Hank Cocker on the boat? Him and Hank, Hank Cocker, Cocker on, on the boat. boat. They had already wrote, They wrote Homecoming 63 already. Man, shit. They had already written Homecoming 63 that night. And then they started writing The Chair by yep. George Strait. And they got to the part, you know, well, excuse me. I think you got my chair. Oh, that one's not taken. I don't mind if you sit here. All this shit. And then they got stuck. They're like, I don't know what to do. And Dean goes, well, I don't know if he's the smartest son bitch I ever met <laughs> or the craziest son bitch I met. But he got up and he walked outside and walked around by that boat about 15, 20 minutes, come back in there and said, oh, listen to me. Can I drink you a bye? Oh, listen to me. What I mean is, can I buy you a drink? You sound like Boomhauer as fuck right now. I know. I'm just saying, that's how Dean Dillon talks. If you've ever talked to Dean. The people who don't know who you're talking about. That's how Dean. Dean is like a fucking almost 70-year-old fucking hippie lives in Colorado. Dude, Dean is the top dude when Kenny Chesney, I think it was Kenny Chesney, came into a writing room. And they were going to write that day. And Dean said, boy, you're going to have to give me a minute to get on your level. And he lit up a joint. And smoked a fucking joint in the writing room. He's like, I gotta dumb myself down to even listen to you. Right that now. was the, the, the boat that trip. That was Dean. Yeah. That was the boat trip when they when uh they 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 found the melody for the chair, and Dean Dillon said, Well, I can't do that because that's that's crazy. It didn't sound right. Right. That's, yeah. That's yeah. no. Well, it, 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 that's the melody off. for crazy. Yeah. yeah. For by you know Patsy Cline, originally written by Willie Nelson, right? And Hank Cocker said, I don't I don't think Willie will mind. Oh, Willie won't mind. <laughs> Because yeah. it turns out that he wrote crazy, crazy for crazy. I love that yeah. fucking Anyways. story when he tells it in that documentary. It's so, I'm telling yeah, you. Yeah, I'm, that's right. Yeah, he tells, tells about when, <laughs> he, when, does. He, when he, uh, so he was basically responsible for Willie being taken care of throughout his, you know, upbringing. And, and Cam, writing. look, look on top of that speaker where it says lights and hit lights twice. What? I'm getting, I'm getting fucking. What does it do? It turns the goddamn lights off. Yeah, one more time. There you go. That light keeps flashing my eyes, and I'm finna have a fucking seizure over there. Goddamn spotlight off of it. Like I'm visiting that shot. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, you ain't never been on a spotlight in the first Doctor's time. Office. That's true. It's okay. I ain't ever been either. <laughs> Let me tell you. When I went to Trey's studio, I thought I had good shit. I did not realize how bad off I was at this. You ain't got money. I don't have money. <laughs> so Trey Lewis, if you're listening to this, I will trade. My numbers for your equipment right now. He's got the nicest shit ever. Dude, he talked good about you. Well, he's one of the nicest dudes ever, man. I love Trey. Man, he's I met a him good at dude. Priscilla's at her, I think it was her signing party when she first signed her record deal. And we went over there and they're like, oh, there's this other crazy fucker that's about like you. You got to meet. And that's where I met Trey Lewis, man. You know what's bad? Lee Tucker, y'all get to be around him like I do. 
you wouldn't think that professional, grown-ass folks that have made a career out of this would like this bastard. They all love this stupid motherfucker, and I don't understand why. It's because there ain't no country people in Nashville. <laughs> it's easy. I, you know what? You told me you told me a joke a long time ago. It was uh, it was everybody from Nashville. When you ask them where they're from, they all say they're from Georgia. Yeah. And you, I, I didn't believe it. I was like, no, there's people from everywhere. You have the same thing with people in Atlanta. Where are you from? California. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Dude, everybody you meet up there is from Georgia. But they're from Atlanta. Yeah. They say I'm it's from really a good. small town, and then they're like, yeah, we're from 20 miles outside of Atlanta. I'm from Johns Creek. If you got a top golf, you ain't small town. I don't know yeah. people I had to explain to when I was at Georgia State. Like, uh, I live uh, in the middle of Georgia area. Where's that at? Um, you ever heard of Macon? Uh, man, Macon? Yeah, yes, no. <laughs> I, tell every, I tell every bitch I meet off of Tinder I'm right below Macon. Yeah, basically, mm-hmm. yeah. They don't need to know. South of Macon, yeah. If they're coming here, they're coming for a reason. I'm like, oh, word. It's good. Well, it's funny. There was a old girl that hung out with us last night that I might have met off social media, maybe not. And uh, she, it took her half the night to be like, you're that TikTok guy, right? <laughs> and I was like, you know what? I hope you get drunk and throw up all over your goddamn self. <laughs> Next thing you know, the bitch tried to drink with me. Ooh. Go shot for shot and everything with me and all this. She did get drunk and throw up all over herself. I hate that shit. Some of these folks, you need the, the ball opener? Come, come with accessories. What are y'all doing? Oh. Yeah. Smash. What you need there, Don? I'm good. He was off from my uh, Okay. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. I hope I hope he drinks some fast enough. He don't need no ice. I'm trying. I appreciate. It. I know we, we got enough dollars around here. Nobody give a shit about you. That's <laughs> fine. You can just be secret. Uh, all right. So somebody bring up the next topic. I don't give a fuck what y'all bring up. One, we, two, three. Oh, we got. Went to dive, we're, right? we're already at forty minutes. We got to go at least an hour twenty. Y'all uh, we got forty more minutes to talk shit. You were talking unless, about stealing shit earlier, weren't and you? Let, Unless Lee Tucker is going to get in trouble. I'm just getting stared at. Well, you're the only one that's I don't know if it's a good stare or not. Hey, look, yeah, I'm, I'll go, I'm drunk, so I'm going to take it good. I'll go ahead and tell you She's this. Like, I can't wait you're to the only one that's got on. a woman in here staring at them, so you better take it however you can. Right. <laughs> if you got if you got to go, we understand. The rest of us going to be texting somebody that's out of our... Uh, <laughs> that we shouldn't be texting later. Yep. I don't really care. I'm good. Baby, hey, you nothing, tell me nothing humbles you more than texting somebody out of your out of your range. Mm-hmm. I do it quite often. <laughs> I know you yeah. do. It makes it, but the, but you don't know guy. you don't sense. know you don't know they're out of your range until you shoot your shot. I mean immediately. Sometimes it's immediate. I'd be shooting shots that Kobe fucking Bryant couldn't hit. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's a bad analogy now. Uh, and Michael Jordan, <laughs> that Michael Jordan couldn't hit. We'll go. We'll go to MJ. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> I'm not talking about Michael J. Fox either. At least it wasn't Kurt Cobain. Oh, oh you know. piece of shit. Shot. I did a, a Parkinson joke and you did a suicide joke. You piece of shit. Do a shot. Hey, give me, all right, give us to us. See, if Kurt Cobain right, would have had Parkinson's, he would have missed. See? Holy <laughs> shit. Oh, my God. What the fuck? I know that's fucked up, man. Parkinson's does not save lives. Pour him a triple. He needs like a triple right now. I don't suggest it. Oh, Lee, I'm gonna need you to drink the rest of this bottle. 
Yeah. Well, that's pretty. That's Holy. Rough. Hey, Josh, does he need to take a trip to old Bardstown? What I got over there? He needs to take a trip to hell. Is where he <laughs> no, needs to go. Like, I, I wish we're at our point. Tucker. I wish we're at our point. That's how you end the show right there. He just shut it down. I'm sorry. He just shut it down. On the series finale. I've been listening to Theo Vaughn. I'm going to blame him. I don't know him. But Theo, if you're listening, thanks for the inspiration, buddy. Oh. Gang, gang. You're my spirit animal. <laughs> What's the movie called? Is it uh, Back to the Future? <laughs> Which one? Is it the one where the old west? No, you shut up. One, two, or three. Talk what about movie? Uh, no. The new script you just wrote. Pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> It's a little uh, shaky. It smells like correction. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, What's shit. funny is we just fuck around about this stuff. Yeah, because, you know, Kurt. I was about to bring Kurt, it down, but I don't want to bring it down. One of my friends, I, I call him a friend. I met him one time, uh, Jeff Cook from the band Alabama. Dude, he had Parkinson's. And one of the best fucking people I ever met, him and his wife, Lisa Cook. I love y'all so much. These are just jokes. I know y'all have a good Catch. attitude. They're not listening to this. So, I know. I'm just saying. If they're just, involved in Alabama. They don't like this. No, that, dude. They, turn, they turned it off at Parkinson's suicide. Where, where's oh. Hannah at? Is Hannah right here? She's over there looking Miss at Hannah. me. Will you go grab at least one Michelob Ultra trout at Fridge right here and bring it to me, please? Thank you, ma'am. I have one right here in the cooler. Do you? But, but you already get one you now. Might, thank you, ma'am. Those are cobs. So I'm going to let well, y'all do the rest of the show. Remember? <laughs> nah, you go ahead, I'm going to get canceled before I don't. <laughs> you don't have a career to fuck up yet. You're working That's what on I it. Mean. I mean, wasn't it Alabama that uh, ditched uh, Toadlick? Yeah. They left. Because tornado no, hit. because tornado hit. Yep. Well, that, that's well, you the know reason. What? That's you how we met Jeff. You know that he was supposed to be there with us? That time? Yeah. Lee was supposed to be there with us. I can't remember why he didn't come. But he was supposed to be there with us. Thank you, ma'am. Lee, I don't when know how. When the tornado it, hit? Yeah. Said it was I was a, there with Nate King. Well, no, no, me wasn't. and Andy Bohannon were there. But Nate oh, King now was you, playing. Now you were there, but you didn't hang out with us. I get it. I, get I didn't it. think I knew with you us. then. You no, you did know us. Did I? Yes, because I called you. You were supposed to be there with us. Oh, a fucking tornado did, hit. That's what stopped oh, me. Oh, so this motherfucker going to tell no. me and you. Wait, did we know him before? I like, knew him. All, all about the same did time, you? like yeah. him, Nate, Tyler, like all about the same time, right? Yeah. Oh, hold on. Because we met you Nate that time. You might actually be right. You might actually be right. We didn't know right. him then. You might actually be right. I didn't because know Because I didn't meet him until Nate. Yeah, we well, met Nate And we met Nate then. there. Yeah. So if he was there the first year. I was year, going was like to see The second year you were supposed to be there with us. Yeah, and then my That's mom. That's what it was. My mom got yeah. sick and got put in the hospital. And I had to go be with her. That's right. why, because y'all were sending that's, me Snapchats. That's right. And Tyler was going to kill somebody he didn't know. Oh, God. Fuck him. Uh, so, <laughs> Cobb, you remember? That's you, when he was on the phone, but not talking to anybody. Yes, nobody was you. on the phone but Tyler. Tyler Branch, <laughs> if you're listening to this, I love you very much. We miss you. Uh, anytime you want to come be the old you, we'd like to have it. The old uh, you? But let me tell you what he did. Cobb was there with us. Yes. This motherfucker. We was in a parking lot. Me, Cobb, Tyler, Gracie's balls. mom, uh, a couple other folks. What was uh, what was the bitch's name we kept fucking with the whole time? The McLovins. I I don't. Mick right, so, yeah. 
Mick, yeah. That's exactly <laughs> what it was. I post that picture of me, you, and Tyler all the time. But, so this dude comes up. There's a girl with us that works at uh, McDonald's here. Oh, my gosh. She so went with us? Yes, you, you remember. We actually went to McDonald's for breakfast one morning, and she sent the eggs back. She sent the eggs back because they wasn't cooked. At fucking McDonald's. Let me tell send you. the eggs back. Those ain't eggs. No, okay. No, no, dude, you have no idea. This bitch was over the top. You would have thought it was a five-star restaurant. She went she with there. y'all? She was supposed to be our DD the whole time. Uh, it was one of those deals that I knew that you couldn't pay for Ubers or, or whatever, so you took somebody with you, and he was like, hey, you got a bed, whatever. So me and Cobb and Tyler are fucked up. I'm talking about good and hammering. And... There, this girl that worked at McDonald's had been on plenty of fish. Y'all remember plenty of fish? Not oh, yeah. uh, I, I had plenty of fish. <laughs> I, 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 I used to have it. This motherfucker, <laughs> this girl told this guy to come hang out. You can he get pulled, Xanax or chlamydia. I, I've, I've had a couple of well, both. both, both. Yeah. <laughs> this dude pulls up in a 1998 Impala. Classic. And we are fucking drunk. We've already been out all night. And this guy is being a dick to her. Like, he's being mean as fuck, right? Like, Cobb, wasn't he like... I don't remember how it started, but he wasn't being cool to the rest of us or anything. No. But the dude started talking shit to her. And then I heard it, and I was like, well, this bitch is RDD. I gotta be nice. Like, I gotta take up for this bitch. And then everybody got mad at me because the guy was like, I'll shoot you, motherfucker. I'll shoot you. And I was like, "You bitch, you driving a 1998 Impala? You done pawned your gun? Pull that, your that's musket out." Right. That's you why I said "Nas Whip" because I remember yeah. you saying that here like "Nas yeah, Whip." Cobb, yeah, Cobb done called this bitch out. <laughs> but the girls that are with us, Gracie's mom, uh, Stucky, yeah, Stucky, Stucky was with us. Everybody else was like, "Y'all got to calm down." I was like, "This bitch ain't got no money, and he ain't got no gun if he ain't got no money, because he would have pawned it." This guy got mad. And that old girl got mad at us. It was fucking... Well, Why'd she get, get mad? I thought you were taking up for her. We did take over, but she's a stupid bitch. Oh, yep. She, she got super mad, that's man. That's why she hitting them fucking fries. You, you, <laughs> <laughs> you remember the video, Cobb, of... All right, so, Lee, listen to this. I wouldn't let the dude come up to the room. I would not <laughs> let him come up to our hotel room. We had a, Was it them walking outside? Yep. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I had a... <laughs> I had a suite that was big enough for me, Gracie's mom, Cobb, Stucky, Tyler, and whoever he was with. I don't remember who Tyler was with. Uh, Madison. Yeah, Madison. So everybody had their own beds, right? This girl who was with us, she also had her own bed. And she was like, hey, this guy's going to come up to the room. I was like, no, fuck, he's not. We don't know this motherfucker. Dude, they walked around. Dude, Cobb, how long? Had to be three or four hours, right? Yes. The like, parking lot? Yeah. Yeah, the parking they were, lot around they the were hotel. Circling, they were circling the hotel until the Continental Breakfast opened up. And then there's a video of me and Cobb at the window. <laughs> Doing voiceover. Yeah, we're, uh, yeah, we're just waking up. And the motherfuckers are smelling the flowers. And, and now I'm just like, these are nice flowers we got here outside the... Outside of the hotel. <laughs> I cooked your delicious bass. <laughs> <laughs> Napoleon Dynamite reference. I that remember. bitch was so mad at me and Cobb. Ty- and Tyler. I guess is how we started talking about. 
Tyler didn't know where he was at. Oh, I so when we got into it, that guy that night, that guy was like, I'll shoot you motherfuckers. Tyler ends up calling. I shouldn't even say calling. Tyler ends up acting like he's calling. Some people in Hazelhurst, Georgia. We're in Dothan, fucking Alabama. from the 10-mile mafia Wait. in Baxley, Georgia. <laughs> I know exactly who the fuck he called. But his goddamn phone was dead. <laughs> I know. <laughs> the that bitch was scared. on the phone with nobody. Score. For an hour. <laughs> and he and he's sitting there talking to me and Cobb, and he's like, man, you don't know, man. I got it. He's like, I got support. I got some folks. That, I got some thugs, man. They're going to come through. They're going to take care of it. And we're like, bitch, ain't nobody on the phone. Your phone's dead. Your phone is dead. I remember another video you, you asked me for a charger 45 minutes ago. Yeah, yeah. But, dude, I'm telling you, I've never seen in my life somebody commit more. <laughs> he sat by that window with his phone dead as fuck. We, and we told him about of, uh We only went twice, but we had a lot of stories from Dothan. Dude. Oh, you, you remember, you remember? You shot another video. You still in that damn apple? What apple? <laughs> he stole something else. Cotton oh no! Oh boy, I was fucked up. <laughs> damn, I'm a thief. <laughs> no, I know what he's talking about. Yes, I know what he's talking about. They had that continental <laughs> breakfast. It wasn't open yet. It wasn't open Josh yet. Was hungry. My my ass was drunk as fuck. <laughs> I was like, I gotta eat something. I'm white trash. He broke into he broke into hotels. I broke I broke into the fucking continental breakfast area, and I was like, oh, these motherfuckers already got apples and bananas out. So I, apples and bananas. So I took the banana or I took the apple, but I made a video and I was like, give me that goddamn apple. <laughs> <laughs> I laughed about that video for a month. Boy, I'll tell you, I was fucked up. This is the same trip you stole that uh, McMuffin sign. God, y'all gotta quit with the stealing shit. <laughs> I already got like I already got like one and a half felonies. I don't need them more. <laughs> have you ever talked? I don't know. I don't know what the fucking. Of, you ever what? talked about uh, Jeff and Dothan? Oh, uh, you want to hear about? I hey, look, Josh oh, yeah. Davies. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna <laughs> tell you. <laughs> I know I sound racist. I know what's coming. Mm-hmm. I know uh-huh. that Lee Tucker sounds more racist. Uh, yeah, uh-huh. yeah. I'm going to tell you about the most racist motherfucker alive. <laughs> I will show it on the TV right now. Show it on there. His name is Jeff Golden. <laughs> I will forever to the day I die. But I will say, his bar was a good time. Oh, it was. He's entertaining. Oh, uh, he is. He is. Let me tell you. This is where I knew I wasn't racist. I met a motherfucker that thought it was okay in Alabama to do blackface. Oh, my God. Oh, no. It hey, was amazing, though. No, no, this? dude, I'm telling you. You would have loved it. No. You would have loved it. No. No, you would have. You would have oh, no. appreciated oh, no. where is, it. Where is it? You got to no, get a story. No, no, I'm telling you. I, tell, I swear to you. He did blackface, too. I'm going to give you a little background on this guy. I'm going to give you a little background on this guy. This guy never made it in country music, so he bought his own bar. It's the greatest thing. All right. Okay. This guy does not let anybody else play at his bar. It's just he, him. He does costume changes but every, two every or three song. songs. <laughs> two or three songs. Like the, okay. But he does two or three songs by different but, artists. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he also is an actor. Okay. okay. I mean, but he's he does, he's Dude, committed. I'm telling you. I I've never I've never been like you know what I can't be here. 
more than I was when I was around this motherfucker. No, he goes for. I hope you say it. This motherfucker did Ray Charles. But let me tell you how yeah, he but did. Tell him about let, how no, he no, came no, out with no, Let me tell you how he did. Dude, let me tell you he was how he did Ray shots. Charles. No, but no, tell him how he did Elvis no. and he had I, I will, a whole I will, white I will, I will, diamond. I will. He did everybody I'm gonna he show you. Like. I'm going to show you on TV. Okay. He does Ray Charles. He goes 100 with it. Okay, okay. He gets somebody to lead him to the <laughs> piano. <laughs> this motherfucker ain't blind. <laughs> this bitch oh has God. shoe polish on his face. <laughs> he gets somebody. I swear, Davis. It, look, look at me. I ain't trying. I ain't, I ain't trying to be because I like I like Ray Charles. This motherfucker is like he and he's just getting led to the piano. He goes from the back of the stage and makes somebody pull him to the piano. But what's bad about it? This is where I'm gonna take a shot. As soon as he starts doing Ray Charles, it's fucking good. Like it's good, good. Like. You don't want to appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. Like you're like, this is bad. It's like one of those things where if he was doing like a like a voiceover thing. Oh, he's not. If it was just a voice, if it was just a voice, he was doing the voice like, and you just heard it over the radio. That would be maybe that would be okay. Cobb. But Cobb, hit me that keyboard. Whole, doing the whole shit. No, oh, no, no, God. no, no. It's even better. I'm gonna show you what he does with Prince. No, the, no, 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 no. no, no. I'm gonna show you what he does with Prince. But when he did like Hank Jr., oh, he no, came out like, with a cowboy good. hat, half his shirt undone, just like Hank Jr. When he did Elvis, mm -hmm. he did the white oh, yeah. fucking cape yeah, yeah. with the diamond. So when he, he did Ray Charles, he fucking did Ray Charles. He just don't realize he don't have fast nothing. That boy was brought man. up to work. That's commitment. No, y'all did. As a boy, as, as, okay, dude's a good. Sounds like a good method actor, but. He might have gone too far. I think he was in a place where... Did he yeah, go I don't too he far? Got away with it. Oh, I I'm about to show you too far. Yeah, he, didn't, he didn't step over the line. He no. fucking ran. No, no. Dashed no. across. Let me tell you. If you ever wanted to know a motherfucker grew up in Alabama, this motherfucker grew up in Alabama. Oh, my God. We're not the only ones that had a good time in Dothan. Have you heard uh, Joe Rogan's This Is Not Happening? He has a story about Dothan. Oh, boy. I have not. You yes. I hadn't. No, no, no it's great. He has a what? Uh, there's a series, Comedy Central, what's on YouTube. Yeah. Called "This Is Not Happening." Yeah. And he has a story yeah, about Dothan, you Alabama. Have to, give it to me after I play this. One of the early UFC events they had in Dothan, and Joe Rogan went out with a UFC fighter, and it's a great story. Oh boy. Uh, they went out to like a strip club, and like the hotel. You just have to listen to it. It's amazing. Shit. Look up Joe Rogan. This is not happening. Dothan, Alabama. There is that. It will come bitch. up. Hold on a second. Let me tell you, uh, Davies. I just want you to know, I ain't racist. This motherfucker's racist. <laughs> I mean, you told me enough to where it's like. And Stacey Abrams. Let me, let me this. show you how racist he is. I talked to Jeff Golden, Alabama. It went from his videos to a, a Pentecostal preacher. Right below him. <laughs> it wasn't no Johnny Rib, yeah. was it? And Stacey Abrams. <laughs> What'd you say? <laughs> Dave Tucker's a piece of shit. What Don't did you it. say? Nah, he, 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 went, he went Johnny Rib. Hold on. <laughs> oh, I was going to drink this shit anyway. I feel like this is cannibalism. The fireball thing here. Where the fuck is this at? Yeah. I hope. 
Probably a cop. Probably a. They took it down. Probably took it, took it down. Yeah. And Stacey Abrams <laughs> sponsored no, you. No, ain't, it ain't got <laughs> enough views. I mean, it's got some views, but the right people wasn't looking him up. Like Jack. You no, can't spell. You, no, no, YouTube is not. It's just like. This bitch spelled sure black, B-L-A-K. Black for Gucci. You know <laughs> black for Gucci. I don't, I don't, I don't speak much French, but that's all it. Hold on. Ray Charles. I'm, I'm going to do it. I can't spell. Things that I will tell you. Some things I know to chill you to the bone. Yeah, let's do that. Yeah, they gonna You look up blackface and here's all, there's the history of blackface. We should watch that. Who the fuck started that? Somebody looks, like you. What looks me? Oh, oh, oh shit! Are we still recording? Thank you so much. Are we still recording? Oh my god. It's so bad. No, that that's still not that's still not the right thing though. Hold on, hold on, that's still not the right thing. We got some pretty girls. Everybody around him is nervous laughing. Oh no, they're nervous laughing. Where the fuck's it at? There's that racist bastard. I gotta tell you, your sounds pretty solid. The dude actually can sing is what's bad. The dude can sing so fucking good. But I've never been to a place that does. The one you I showed me had like five different singers performed by Jeff Golden. Hold on a second. That's yes. Might be it. That's Elvis, right? Yeah. I, it's either Elvis or Prince. That's Prince. Gotta be. Yes. Oh Look, God. yes. <laughs> Dude, you think I'm playing? This motherfucker has a blouse on. It's I, like a car wreck. You can't look away from it. No, it gets back. Nah, watch him. Watch him do Hank Jr. Watch a new Hank. Hold on. Oh, I found it. Oh, <laughs> y'all ready? All right, Josh, That's you ready for the most racist cowboy. thing you've ever seen in your life? Oh, you this is worse. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, you can't God. see nothing but that motherfucker's yeah, I teeth. I can't even look at it. Look at that. How racist is that? I can't even look at it. Oh, God. Listen to him do it. Me and Cobb have seen it in person. Twice. Wow. And we told him, Alabama. this is too much. That's Alabama for you. Yeah. Did you show the video where hold on. he had something stuck in his pants? <laughs> no, hold on. I want y'all to see when they lead yes, him to the bring stage. bring him out. Watch this. Watch him lead him to the stage, though. This is how... <laughs> y'all see it? <laughs> he it's like so he... perfect. It's the most fucked up thing I've ever seen in my life. Who else does he got right here? Elvis? Like it's Elvis. Guy. Did you show the one where he had something stuffed in his pants? Oh, no. Dude, I'm telling you. This guy sticks a fucking 15-inch kielbasa <laughs> in his pants when he does prints. The dude looks like he has got the biggest dick of all time. But 
I'm telling you, y'all think we're lying. Cobb's the only one here that knows. The dude bought his own bar because he could not make it in country music. He could not make it, so he bought his own bar in Alabama. Yeah. And he's the only person that he plays at his bar. He, he will not. so he could perform. We're sitting there, first time we ever go, mm-hmm. Nate Kenyon's with us, and he's playing the, the festival mm-hmm. that we're with. Or the festival we go see. Yeah, totally. Yeah, totally. And we're like, hey, man, my buddy right here is fucking good. He's playing. And Totally Music Festival is fucking huge. Like, it's like a state fucking fair type shit. And we're like, hey, man, this dude right here would love to play this bar because Nate ain't playing nowhere, like, real big yet. And dude was like, I'll take his number. Dude would not let anybody besides him play there. Yeah, it was a local that told us, like, hey, yeah, it's just it, him. Yeah, he's not. Dude bought his own bar so he could play and perform every night. I've never, Josh, look, I'm telling you, I know I'm not the most politically correct person. No, I know. I have have never been more uncomfortable in my life seeing something than I was seeing Jeff Golden. It is a line of, like, dude's got talent, obviously, but he's, God, stupid and just... He crossed the like. He then he crossed he the line. The he, motherfucker jump roped over it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like just he took dash. a rocket. He took a rocket ship over the line, and now he's out in Pluto somewhere. God. If y'all have saw, in Alabama. If y'all have saw, yeah, yeah, Alabama. <laughs> yeah, that's the only state you could probably get away with it. Can I just say that his impersonations were on point? Oh no, he does a great job. The shit yeah. was top. But level. he could be like a voice actor. I don't know a lot of people yeah. other than maybe like Wayne Brady that can go from Elvis to Prince to Ray Charles and. Y'all, who, who else did he do? some Robert Downey Jr. Bruno Mars. Money he did money. Bruno Mars. He fucking murdered that. Oh yeah, yeah. But it's just like at the same time you're watching him do it, you're like, what the fuck am I watching? Robert Downey Jr. Like, like Cam Tropic Thunder. Thunder. What do you mean? Away. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> you're never gonna fool retard. I'll guarantee you, Josh does the quote. Spit that shit, what yo. Is, what does he say in the movie Tropic Thunder? Robert Downey Jr. You're never gonna fool retard. I haven't seen it, but. Is what? It, I'm just a black man playing another black man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 There it is. All right, let me ask you. Are you offended at all? This guy's a dude playing another dude. dude? Yeah. Are you offended at all? Because I know people are getting mad at him, like in the past year, about and, Tropic Thunder. No, because it, when it came out, it was still a thing. Like It was like, wait, is this a thing? But it was part of the movie. Yeah, that, so it's how, how, how he did it. So, like, one, making like a kind of like a, a fourth not like a kind of a meta commentary well, on like how far an actress yeah. will go to play a role. So one of the things that so I tell a lot of... It wasn't as bad as like, oh, they just... People are just now getting like, mad at him about it? Oh, you didn't know about it? In I the don't know. Pa- in the past year with TikTok and it's, everything, they've got fucking pissed at I feel at like it. either it's offensive or it ain't offensive. Well, you can't get mad like years later. Like, people are just... Well, people, my... People discover I mean, it and then they... Yeah. yeah. With my, Who was it? There was a comedian. Was it... uh? Think Kevin Hart. Yeah, Kevin Hart. That where he he apologized for something, but then they found it again. Yeah. He goes, "What the fuck you want me to do? I already apologized. I'm not apologizing Yeah, exactly. Again. Fuck it. Well, yeah, that's why past. he didn't get to do the, the Oscars. There's a, there's there's a lot of things that I say here that I think a lot of people say on other shows or whatever platforms. You either are on the inside of the joke or on the outside. I think with that, you have to be on the inside of it. You have to realize that it is a joke. You, you, you have to know that when Robert Downey Jr. does that, he's literally fucking making fun 
of probably himself more than anything. Of himself and other method actors. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Go like so a, it's far. A parody. Yeah. It's, it's a parody. And it yeah. Have you seen? But but you also have that the same thing about like with TikTok and like other places, Twitter that want to dig up in the past when people they want maybe, something maybe, to maybe, fucking maybe, cry about. Maybe period. Well, they, people had different views back then, but now they have more progressive views now, and they want to like dig that up and say like, oh, they're the same person they were way back then. But look not, at people. But if you look at that movie, think of every fucking veteran could get just as upset. Oh, they're making fun of war like it's fucking funny to be in a fucking war. I got friends in wheelchairs and no fucking legs. Mm -hmm. They're not getting as mad as fucking everybody else are getting mad because this guy's usually, playing blackface. Yeah, in a I got to tell you, people getting mad been to wars. That, that, that's actually you, a funny are, part of it. It was actually really funny. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just saying. Shit's all funny. Man. There's no something to fucking mad, cry about, man. They have no reason to get mad. Like, why are you offended? This I'll tell you what. Like we're often have a reason to cry because I got to piss. So, one, two, three. All right, we're back from piss break. Uh, Cobb, what's the name of the movie? Weird Al? Weird. All right. Me and Gracie watched it. Gracie yeah. didn't have no fucking idea who Weird Al was. It's already out? Yeah, it's, oh, yeah, it's, out. it's on it's Roku. A, it's Roku. It's Roku. Okay. It's Roku. But we're talking about, it, we kind of got into the, the realm of, like, parodies. And yeah. it's a straight biopic parody. Yeah, but the way that the way that they do it though, is it, it's, it's really good. Like made the one singer like be well, evil. it's just like okay, Gracie had no idea who Weird Al was. So when you watch it and not know who it is, they do it in such a way Did that she you actually take it serious. They don't do it. They don't do it in the satire of it. They don't do it in a playful way. It's weird. Tell, please tell me she thinks he's an international assassin now. Uh, she thinks a lot of shit about him. Okay. <laughs> like, even one of the things in it is where he tries to go to where he stops making parody songs and he starts making real songs. He did? It, no, he doesn't. But oh, they, the okay. movie makes you think that. If you don't know who the fuck but he hey, is. But hey, in real life, he did make real songs. So, what he they did. do is, like, yeah, exactly, beat it. <laughs> with Michael Jackson. They say that he came out in the movie with Eat It First. Yeah. And then they're like, oh, Michael Jackson stole this from Oh, me. my God. <laughs> yes. And then he's like super fucking mad. Dang. I can't wait to fucking How can they do this? That's fucking hilarious. Harry Potter is pissed the entire time. Uh, how can they remake my song? Yeah. The, but when he's been doing do. it the whole time. So, like, there's a whole generation of people now that I could just see because they're so fucking stupid. I already they're like, They're like, oh. So Weird Al came out with Hit It or Eat It first? And they talking about yeah. Amish Paradise. Like, he, oh, yeah. He, that he, was Donald the album that set me the fuck off, It showed off, Coolio dude. in the audience like, hell yeah. The don't yeah. go making phony calls. Please stick to the seven-digit numbers you're used to. Dude, Bro. you know what I think? That As me, an eighth grader. You know I think I that this. me and you missed our calling on? If me, me and you should be Cletus T. Judd. <laughs> I pissed me, him off one time. Really? I don't even know if I should say this because I don't give a fuck. He don't listen to me. I know, but I'm just like fuck. I'm about to. No, this is yeah. I'm I'm like I'm gonna do one of them things about that person you said about that thing. Okay, I'm go ahead get, with I'm that transparency. I feel like you need to have the. You shot know what ready. I'm saying? Oh yeah, somebody give him the shot already. I think he had it last. He's got it right there. Oh, he still got <laughs> the racism. I couldn't even find it. Oh, yeah, it's just it's not a racist. Down. I'm just saying like. You're gonna it's say gonna be fucked up. You know what? We can't call it the racism shot. It's you, when someone says something stupid. Well, you said fucked up. That yeah. was the rule. Fucked up shot. Fucked up. Fucked up this, shot. This was not fucked up to me. It, what I did was fucked up. Looking back, I was drunk. I was fucked up. This has probably been fucking like, dude, I was probably like 21. I must have been 21 because I went to a comedy club 
Jacksonville, Florida. <laughs> I went with my parents and my fiance at the time. And uh, we I, went. It still really bothers me that you've been engaged and I haven't. It bothers me that I've been engaged, <laughs> period. <laughs> I wish the fuck I, you were married and divorced three times. Fuck you. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> and the dog's chewing up your damn cow. Try to tell you what. <laughs> Anyways. We went. I went to see Cletus no T. Jones. You tuning son of a bitch. <laughs> I ain't got well, no we need some pain. If you ever want to shut up, quote Sling Blade, the bitch will just go on about it. <laughs> Anyways, go to Jacksonville, Florida, with my parents and and my old lady at the time, and I was so excited. We went to see this comedian. One of them looked. Well, the guy that opened up was black fella, funny as fuck. He looked like the dude that dude uh, does Tybo. I don't remember. Pause. You remember the guy that did Tybo? Banks. Give him a drink. I got it. Give him a drink. That's not racist. The black. Okay, okay. Thanks, Obama. Appreciate it. It's just funny the way it just sold off the He looked like the dude that did Tybo back in the day, like 15, 20 years ago. The black dude that did Tybo. It's the fact that you know that he said boy now. He was better than the fuck. Anyways. The thing is, I have mutual friends. Yes, I have mutual friends with Cletus T, and everybody loves Cletus, and I'm sure I would. But I was stuck on like his first few albums, and I loved them. And uh, so whenever we saw him, he came out and he was doing his new material, and it just killed me because he came out in a fucking baby blue windbreaker suit, and I'm like, I came here to see some fucking redneck sing redneck bullshit, and he's up here in a baby blue windbreaker suit, goddamn Steve Urkel glasses. And spiked hair. What the fuck is going on? I thought I came to see this redneck tell redneck jokes. And uh, anyways, it wasn't at all. And he did, It was, he had just came out with the album like, I can smell your breath, it's choking me to death. And I was like, I like the old shit. Like, every light in the house is blown. I wanted to hear that shit. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so I was hammered at the time. At, you know, during the show, I was drinking. So after the show, we got to do this meet and greet shit. And I bought a picture, and I got him to sign it. And you know I'm honest. He said, how'd you like the show? And I was like, I like your old stuff better, but I had a good time. He's like, well, I like my new stuff. And I was like, yeah, but I paid for the fucking ticket. So, And then it just got weird. <laughs> and he signed my shit, and I said, yeah. see you in the left. But I felt like such an asshole because I'm like, your new shit sucks, he, th- he probably thought you was one of his legitimate kids. Illegitimate probably, kids. probably. Wanting daddy just to pay him attention. I know. If anybody in this room looks like they could be related to Cletus T. Judge, it's you. I love him. And I get it. I get it now. You know, we all fucking... We, I well, mean, you don't I write know. different shit every day. Yeah. I write different songs. I write pop songs. Fucking whatever. I write everything. But looking back, I shouldn't have been a dick. But he asked me how I liked it. And I was like, I like your old stuff. He's like, well, I like my new stuff. And I was like... I don't, I don't think it's a bad thing, though. Because... I think I told you more than anybody. I was just being honest. One of of the things from when I started this studio to where I'm at now is I get people sending me shit all the time. Same way you do. And it's just like, I think what you're supposed to do is be honest about like where their wheelhouse is. And a lot of folks just don't get, like they might take it as you being a dickhead, but to us as the listener or the fan or whatever, we are the ones that's going to buy the ticket. We're the ones that's going to download it. We're the ones that's going to pay attention. So if you're doing some weird shit that we don't like and you ask my opinion, I ought to give you the fans' opinion. Yeah. I went to. I, I don't think what you did was wrong. I went to a concert uh, last month. Uh, 
I like EDM, and it's a uh, group. I don't know if y'all ever heard of it, uh, the Glitch Mob. Uh, they've done Do I look like I listen to anything called a Glitch Mob? Uh, they did the Seven Nation Army remix uh, a few years back. Is that um, what is that? How do I know that? White Stripes. White Stripes. Oh, Jack White. Racism. Yes. Where's that? <laughs> what? Why do you have a racism? Don't say the black the straps. Fuck y'all. Oh, you're just making up your own fucking racist. <laughs> I just want somebody to drink with my drunk. Instead of color, I'm going to drink. Anyway. All right, you give it to me afterwards. Go ahead, anyway, Josh. I went to a, a concert uh, beginning of last month, and I was like, okay, I'm expecting to go see this band, hear their old stuff. They have like, they're on their, like, maybe their fifth or sixth studio album out now. It's almost out. It came out like last week, but they had some singles out. It's like, oh, cool. They're, they're okay, but I'm going to hear their new stuff. I've gone to two shows before, they were great. I got there, they only played their new stuff, and it wasn't anything that I recognized, and you could tell everyone, a lot of the crowd was like filtering out because they weren't playing any of their, their, their classic songs, and everybody was like, yeah, some people can vibe to it, but everybody was just like, uh, I haven't had enough time to get used to the new stuff, and you're not playing the old stuff, so no, we're, we're out. You know? I like, I, it, was, it was disappointing. To me, it's always got to be a mix. Oh, yeah, it's, it's, it's always got to be me. I think yeah. the artists ought to play their new stuff. But at the same time, they've got to know mm-hmm. yeah. why people are coming. Yeah. I play the same four songs. Y'all come see me. Yeah, but <laughs> you're a songwriter. You're not trying to be Luke Combs. You're trying but to be I, fucking But I've written Dean like Dylan. 300 songs and I just play the same fucking ones over and over. Yeah, but it it's doesn't same. matter. Yeah, but some folks like you're not, you're not, they do, you're not the one that's, you're not the one that's trying to get on stage. <laughs> In a fucking crowded bar and being like, hey, look at me. You want to be the guy that's helping the person that's on stage. Trying to get them cuts. Yeah, you want These that mailbox cuts. money. There's a, there's a difference. There's a huge difference. Uh, you can see it very clearly. The more like I get around folks, the ones that want it to be about them, and they have to make it about them. What's weird is the people that write songs for people and they don't fucking tell anybody they wrote it with anybody else. Oh, it's like, this boy. is a song I wrote. <laughs> I want you to hear. And I wrote this song. And I got this idea. Doing this. It's and called Amazing they... Grace. <laughs> yeah. Well, let me tell you. Just wrote this one. Uh, I know this is completely off topic. But you said Amazing Grace. There's a guy that me and uh, Lee Tucker know. How sweet the sound. Yep. That if you guys do not know and you're listening to this right now, look up Ethan Phillips. Woo. Right fucking now. You don't know him. He's a little earth angel. Er, yep. Let me tell you. He's got a song. The first time I ever did like a writer's round show in I Nashville. Was there. It's the first time Tucker was there. Oh, shit. Landon was JC there. JC Anderson. Fox. Foxy. Johnson. Uh, Tyler Branch. Everybody that fucking means something to me was there. But everybody told me, hey, you got to wait on this guy to do the last song. You would look at him and you'd be like, oh, you'd look, yeah. You'd be like, I don't know about this this guy. This dude was made for church. I'm serious. He looks like a youth pastor. He really does. Do you dress like one? No. Well, he wears jeans and button ups everywhere he goes. And that's what I always wear. But he's got a song called uh, Saving Grace. And let me tell you, they fucked me. Because they waited until it was my first Nashville show ever. They let him play that song last. Justin Dukes, too. I don't know why the fuck we didn't say Dukes. He's right here. Justin, I thought you already did because he brought Ethan. Yeah, but I don't think I said his name. They're, they're roommates. Yeah, but they've saved that song for last. No homo. 
I have never, in a room full of grown-ass men, and there ain't nothing but us. Mm-hmm. It's just literally all of us. And he plays that fucking song. Everybody got tears. I've never. Ethan Phillips, if y'all are not following Ethan Phillips right now, please do. I don't even know if he's released a song. He hasn't. He just wants to be a songwriter. Have you heard the song that he does where he does the male and female voice? Yes. <laughs> oh, my God. What's the one about, like, Daddy's Gun or something like that? No, yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about. Dude, every song he's got is really good. And I wrote one of my favorite songs I've ever, ever written was written. Dude, it was like me, J.C. Anderson, Justin Dukes, Ethan Phillips, and Nick Haynes. Oh, Nick. So it was the, it was the um, I hear everything you're not saying. Okay. Mm. Let me tell you something Ooh. right now. That fucking asshole right here, he sent me the song. It, it, if anybody's listening to this show, y'all know how much I love Keith Whitley. Keith oh, yeah. Whitley is my favorite of all time. There's nobody I think that is better in country music ever than Keith Whitley. It's Keith Whitley number one, Aretha Franklin number two when it comes to voices. I judge everything by a Keith Whitley song. They sent me that song, and it what's it called? I hear everything you're, you're not, not saying. saying. It is the most Keith Whitley song I have ever heard in my life, and the fact that my friends wrote it, dude, I'll play it for y'all whenever uh, y'all. It's not out anywhere yet, so the listeners, y'all just gonna have to wait on it. You better add Lee Tucker. Dustin, Dustin's not part of it. No, not Lee Dustin. Tucker, J.C. Anderson. Anderson, Justin Dukes, Ethan Phillips, Nick Haynes. Yep. Is that everybody? That's everybody. There was five riders. I thought it was five. That. Yeah, there is five riders on that. Oh, yeah. But Add when, each one of them because when that song comes out. But the thing about the song, man, it's because I was talking to this girl, and uh, and it was like, it's stupid. It's not I, stupid. I love well, it. Well, I, don't, I, don't, Do I hate it. telling stories, baby L.A., Anyways, just laying in bed Boy, like right the morning after. And I was kind of talking to this girl. She was staying at the house. She went and used the bathroom. When it was fucking like 8 in the morning. Her phone goes off like five times. I'm just like, hey, your phone went off. She's like, oh, it's probably my kids. And I'm like, what kind of fucking bitch don't check her phone if her kids are blowing her phone up? Like, anyways, so I already knew something's up. You know, I'm old enough. I've been playing this game. You know. Anyways, so... uh I knew something was going on. Well, a couple days later, she ends up like ghosting me for like three days. I didn't hear a fucking word. She's actually, she told me one night, I think it was like Tuesday night. She's like, I'll call you right back. I'm fixing to jump in the shower. I was like, all right, darling. I'll talk to you then. She got in the shower. I heard back from her like Friday. Actually, it was Saturday morning at like 1.38 a.m. or some shit. And, uh, I actually took that song in because I got the idea. I was like, I hear everything you ain't saying to me. Boy, you ain't got to tell me a fucking word. I already, I already hear it. You ain't got to say nothing. You know. So I took that song into the writing room. I think it was that Friday. So when she texted me that night, she's like, can we just talk? Can you just hear what I got to say? And I, I went ahead. I started sending a text with that. I heard that. everything that you ain't saying. No, so I sent her. I sent her that voice memo. I sent her the work tape that we did, and I said, "I just need you to hear this. I appreciate you. Thank you so much." <laughs> and I sent her that, and she's like, "You're such a fucking dick." And I was like, 
Yeah, whichever one you've been talking to. Whatever you got to do with your life. But just know that I appreciate you for inspiring this song. And uh, You were here for you a good much. idea. Yeah. You don't get none of it. <laughs> so anyway, so that's how the song came about was. I got ghosted. I was like, I hear everything you ain't saying. You ain't got to say shit. When, I hear it all. I'll play it for y'all when we get done. Let me tell you, as a Keith Whitley fan, a super fan, the guy that goes to Keith Whitley's grave every time I'm in Nashville and pour a little liquor out, that song right there is the most Keith Whitley shit I've ever heard. That's not Keith Whitley. Dude, the lines in that song. Oh, my God, dude. And it, it, I'm not saying because I wrote it. It's just everybody in that room really just fucking. Well, you had. <laughs> all right, so you even had Dukes. Dukes just went yeah. through a bad situation being engaged and a bitch cheating on him. Yep. Like, I love you, Dukesy. And I will always support everything you do. But Dukes has got done wrong. He took a whole year, if y'all don't know this, and I cannot wait for him to release the ring. He still has not done it yet. But when you got folks that's in a room together that's all been, like, screwed over, you had a bunch of men that had been good to the woman they were with. And they all came up at the same time, having this one idea. Man, that shit hits. So, dude, like, the like I said, everybody that wrote on that song is amazing. But the second verse is like, <laughs> I know goodbye is never easy on the heart, but holding on to nothing is just as hard. Words ain't going to save us. There's no need to waste our breath. Anything worth saying is better left unsaid. I mean, whew. When you I'm hear, you. I'm telling you, when you <laughs> yeah. hear, when you hear that fucking chorus, though, I hear everything that you ain't saying. Yeah. Every one of us been there, male or female, like you've been there. You know that that person that you love, they're just not telling you what you want to hear, but they're not saying nothing at all. Yeah. Man, was- I'm telling you, that shit hits. You know what, though, what I'm proud of you the most of? What's that? I love that one. But it's the one you, Kimberly Atwood, was John Haywood on the You Don't Know Hurt? Oh, yeah. John Haywood, Eric Erdman, Kimberly Atwood. Oh, God, let me tell you. Kimberly Atwood. If y'all ever run into John Haywood, he's the prettiest motherfucker I've ever seen in my life. Ain't he, though? Oh, my God. I made him mad the other night in Nashville. John Haywood is beautiful. I did. He was in a mood. Somebody didn't hurt that pretty boy's feelings. I never seen him mad. Oh, no, he was mad. Got but, nothing but for that bitch. I love the fact that they take the stuff that, Cobb, me and you've been through a lot of shit. You've been through some hard times as far as relationships goes. Being around folks like Lee, they take that shit that we've been through, they put into a song. And that's why we sing that shit. That's why we like to fucking have fun with it. I don't know how they do it, because I can't do it with them. But I fucking love when you do it now. I can't they, wait you for don't y'all know, to hear you, you don't know Hurt. The one I was just talking about, you don't know Hurt if you don't know her. Man, that shit will make you drink a whole bottle of tequila tonight. Dude, that song. And then is. call that bitch and tell her you still love her when you know you ain't supposed to love that bitch. So it's about a guy that goes into a bar and there's another guy sitting at the bar. That, and it's like during the day. He goes into the bar, and there's another guy in there already drinking over a girl. But he's like, 
Dude, the one you drinking over, she ain't got shit on the one I lost. It's like you don't know her till you know her. Like, well, I'm telling you, that bitch hits. It's it's a uh, yeah, it's so good. And Blaine Bunning, dude, thank you, Blaine Bunning, I love you. But dude, he did those vocals on that song some damn justice, man. Oh my god, it is straight. Can we just fucking... talk, Cobb? You got to, you got to hear him, Davies. You got to hear him, Donald. I don't know what you're hollering about. Yeah, just yeah. get 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 close to that mic if you can ask a question. When you write a song, you ask questions. When you inspire for a song, you ask questions of a person you want to do it with, like me as a veteran. Would you ask me questions of a song? This is the perfect time to. You would want to do like what a veteran has went through. Great events. So I would I love Jesse Wayne Taylor. Yeah, dude, there, I yeah. met you him. You you do it. You you tell him. Thank you for that question, man. I I'll be no, honest that's with you. Great. What I do most of the time is and, and I will say this with a veteran, a cop, or anybody like trying to relay to what so a, vet, a veteran, a cop, or anybody has went through. Would you sit down with them and ask a, them questions? There's an amazing organization. It's called Creative Vets. Out of Nashville. Yep. And what they do is they take veterans. Jesse Wayne Taylor, I met through this fella. Dude, I met him. Jesse Losers yeah, just Jesse, fucked up. I didn't even know he was a vet, dude. Jesse, Jesse's not. He's not. Well, that no, makes sense. But, but, that orga- but that organization, like, he's the head. Well, I guess he's the head writer. Well, stupid right, so, as I know, he's cre- a fucking long haired uh, motherfucker, yeah. and we were getting hammered. So, Creative Vets up in Nashville is one of the organizations that we've done some charity events with. What they do is they take veterans. Let's say, Donald, you came into the room. And what they would want you to do is to tell them your story. All right. Jesse Wayne is going to work with you and help you take your trauma and turn it into art. Now, they have they have two sides of it now. They've got ones that just turn it into art, like literally physical, physical art. And then you've got folks that will, he'll sit there with you all day. Well, and turn into I, a song. Well, I've been knowing Lee a long time. You have, I would want him. Yeah. To turn. Uh, oh, there's no way. If, if Lee Tucker, Lee's is busy. What I, what I, the, the, if, if Lee would go to creative events, they would love this motherfucker more than anybody. Well, that's what I was like, because, you know, with me, with, yeah. with, with the veteran status. Law enforcement, my yeah. wife, and like sit down and let yeah. him go through some stories. And, and well, that's how in my in my mind, and I, I've told a lot of folks this: the way you write a great song is you had to live it, right? So, like Lee helps people take the shit you've been through well, and turn I, it. I want to do that with him. And turn I love it, to and, man, and, and turn it in song. Well, but, well, we we close enough. Yeah. I, I could I could really, yeah. Yeah. I would love that. I'm telling you, it, this and, and is all three of us can sit down, and yeah. I could really between you, you law go, enforcement, the veteran yeah. status. I, I really could throw you, it out there too. You, you go listen to anybody that's listening to the show right now. You go listen to Creative Vets because you're going to hear artists. I don't much care for some of them, but we'll say Mitchell Tenpenny. We'll say Aaron Lewis, uh, Miss Megan Patrick, a lot of folks. Love them. Oh, oh, yeah. They take Jesse Wayne Taylor, especially, because I love him. Miss Chris, 
They take folks that have been through the worst shit you could think of, and they turn that shit into a story. And I'm telling you, that is a reason why a lot of shit that I'd get go do in Nashville, I centered around the veteran stuff. What's that one you, you showed me the other day? You oh, they call me Doc? Maybe oh, no, you're camo? talking about because uh, Lee was in the room with me. Um, the Doc one got me too. But. Oh, they call me Doc is a bad motherfucker. But Josh Kaiser and uh, Justin Andrews. I don't wear camo anymore. Oh fuck! Oh you. my Ooh. god! That let one, me let me tell you. you heard that, that one? one hurts. I know. I'll, I'll play one? it, brother. Donald, yeah. when we get done, I'll play it for you. That's next level. Oh, that's, let me uh, tell you. That's goals for me. Too. So Lee Tucker, you broke me down sitting in that chair. Broke me down. Lee Tucker gets to hear all the shit before I do, and then I get. I'm lucky enough to have him and the rest of my friends that introduce me to these folks. And when they figure out that a lot of stuff that I do is support people like you, Donald, you, military, law enforcement, all that kind of stuff, we don't get to do the shit that we get to do if it ain't folks like you. Cam served served for this country, too. So I appreciate even Cobb. Cobb Civil Service, he works for the military. Like, I appreciate folks like y'all. And when you get folks that actually give a fuck about it and you hear it turn into music, hey, this bastard sent it to me. He sent, I don't wear camo anymore to me because he knew how bad it was going to fucking hit hit you. It hits me because you know it's real after you get to be around folks that actually give a fuck. Well, I have my own. People always talk about it. But, but, I mean, I mean, you do. Yeah. And, Pull that and, mic uh, a little close to you, Don. There, there's no doubt. You do. But I have, in, in camera probably, I mean, we started in the same unit. Did y'all really? Yeah, when I was getting out, I was in the yeah, guard. We were in getting the out. When he was no shit. In, I was getting yeah. out, yeah. Shit. That's, That's fucking awesome. I didn't, I, I didn't yeah. know that. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know that at all. Yeah. But that, that's the thing. It's just like I, I come from the uh, UGA football game. It's a Purple Heart game. Yeah. Where all Purple Heart recipients get free tickets. So that's where I come from. Get and, close on your mic when you talk. And, and that's the thing is people need to recognize year-round instead of Veterans Day, Memorial Day, or whatever. See, I don't, I don't like the Veterans. It's not that I don't like. I should say well, it's it, the right It should way. be every day. Yes, sir. That's it. that's and, what I and mean. And I know that's how you feel. Yeah. And, and you know, but I mean, well, I, I just don't get to do what I get to do if it ain't for y'all. There's some nobody times, does, and I, it's a weird thing to talk about. Not a, I don't talk about any of this stuff. I think I've yeah. only really only talked to you about any scratching yeah. the surface stuff. But I don't. I'm not ashamed of anything, and I'm not. I'm not. I don't like deny my military. I mean, I got long hair and I got a beard now, and I. For a long time, I quit caring about any of that shit. I don't even stand whenever you're at a game and they go, all veterans stand. I don't. I just kind of. I, I don't either. And everybody around me is like, stand up. And I'm like, and, I don't And the really, thing no, is, really is because veterans don't need to be appreciated really and truly because they done what they felt like they need to do as long as their loved ones and friends yeah. acknowledge it because. Yep. 
You, you know what? What you just said. You know what changed my opinion on a whole lot of stuff on in this country? There was a guy who was a veteran that followed me on uh, on everything I did. That's a couple years ago. The reason why I don't consider myself a Republican, conservative, whatever no more. There's this guy. It was like back when people were bitching about people kneeling for the flag or the whatever. I had this guy. That was a. I want to say he was Army Ranger. I, if I if I'm saying that wrong, Mister Harold, I know you listen to the show. I'm just gonna say that's Army Ranger. Dude told me, he was like, you know what? You can't get mad at people. He said I fought, and I've done what I've done, and it wasn't for the right. It wasn't for the left. I did it so you are allowed to do whatever the fuck you wanted to do. You right. And that's that changed my opinion on so much shit that you had somebody, he's a disabled vet. I do remember that, and it's been a couple years. But the fact that somebody had gave so much for this country, and he says that he's not fucking mad about the way that some folks act, because everybody's supposed to voice their opinion. But it's like me. I'm 100%. I don't want people to praise me what I did I want them to go far for why I did it make this country better than what it is I mean I that's did a what fucking I did. song right there keep, yeah keep going hey, why I you did wait till, what I you did wait till I, you wait till here it's just like what yeah. me and Cam done I'm telling we you, served to we make the country right better that that's what we want yeah yeah none of that stuff made me mad not even a close. What made me but, mad was the people that thought that they wanted to speak on my behalf. Oh, yeah. yeah. I don't want you to get mad on my behalf because I'm not mad. Fucking See, I was I, I was one of those. I, I was one of those to start off with, though. You don't need... And that's the thing about Who, people who's that get the, pissed who's off. The, uh, they get pissed off for somebody else, not themselves. Well, the, who's the Steelers? Who Who is the Steelers off... I don't remember what it was. It was a Steelers football player. That was an Army Ranger. Uh, you know what I'm talking about? He, he was offensive. And, no, yep. Yeah, I know who yeah. you're talking about. And he about. came out and he supported his teammates. What well, because they for is, fucking kneeling for the flag. Well, and he said, I've done the fucking time. I've I've actually been the one that has put my life on the line for this country. I'm not getting mad at my fucking teammates. That's when you have to rethink shit. Well people want to do what they do, but th- I didn't do it for an individual. I did it for my country. Cam did it for his country. If people want to kneel for it, I can't control that. He can't. All we can do is drive forward and keep doing what we're doing. Yeah. And, and they can have their own because that's what we did it for is because for them to have their own opinion about things. But, you know. I think that's the most beautiful part about it, though, is that we're all allowed to. There was a girl tonight. I posted on Facebook earlier about uh, us doing a group show tonight, having some drinks, doing a group show. There was this girl, and uh, she was like, I really want to come do it with y'all, but I have, I, there's no way that anything that I say is going to match up with the rest of y'all. I told, I told her to come <laughs> yeah. for the fact that she would probably be the most welcome person here because I would rather have people my only thing is, it doesn't matter right, left, middle, whatever the fuck is. The only thing that bothers me is when you have people that, that do shit and they're like, because I said so. Yeah. Or like, they don't have an explanation to why 
why they feel the way Where they are feel. You from? Yeah, explain to me why you feel the way you feel, and I'm gonna respect you. I want you to be different to me. So I, I will stand by it till the fucking till the last episode I ever do the show. I had a guy come on the show that is married to a transsexual that is super liberal. Let me tell you, it's one of my favorite fucking shows I've done because he showed me nothing but respect. We had a great conversation. He tried to convince me, not convince me, he talked to me about his like his side of views. I talked to him about mine. We respected each other. I think when you have a platform like this, that's what you're supposed to do. And I think with folks like Cam, Donald, that have served this country, the fact that you've got people that have never fucking done nothing for this country that are voicing their opinion, they ought to hear from folks like y'all. And it ought to be that they understand, I get so fucking mad at people that literally will be like, oh, you're supposed to do this. You're supposed to stand for the flag or whatever. You know what? I will always stand for the flag because it's always been good to me. But there are people in this country that flag ain't been fucking good to. I got fired from country radio because I don't support the Confederate flag. And I, you ever had a guy on your team that was nothing but a problem and everybody on the team rallied around the fact that this dude sucks, right? You're like, this dude is awful. And then that dude gets off the team. And now you're like, well, who's the new fucking awful guy? So now you're looking yeah. around and you had this thing that made you, uh, you know, bond. You had a camaraderie around around a common common goal. This guy sucks and we're all pretty good. So let's, let's beat this dude up and let's keep running as a team. Well, there are people like that in the world that if we get so fucking mad at these people that are just spouting shit, like, who the fuck are we going to be mad at? Well, like each other. Me. Well, there's just going to be another thing, right? Oh, so if we rally around the fact yeah. that we're mad at people. Yeah. Just don't, don't – people are going to get pissed. Well, even, in, even in the military, you have people that have their opinion. But when you have NCOs that say, hey, that's fine. You're going to have your opinion, but we got to stay the course of the main objective. And that is to make America great. And when you had, and, and he'll tell you, we, I mean, we had that. And, but you always have to preach it just like what you're doing. Yeah. You always keep staying the course, and then just like this man to the left of me, me and him talk every time we run up together. We talk. That first conversation, that first New Year's plan to y'all. If we could have just, if we could have just, I just recorded, know I was hammered in if the we could have just recorded the two of y'all that first New Year's, there'd been peace on earth. And, and that's the thing, me and him, we're different sides, but we talked. Yeah, but that's what we're supposed to do. Jo me and Josh, same way y'all have. Man, I don't think it's about difference of opinion. I think it's about being respect a difference of right, opinion. And me and him have respect, just like the night before y'all gone, y'all went on there. Me and him was talking, and there was no, there's no animosity. There's, there's because yeah, yeah. It's all about having a conversation about even because again, you're on the same team essentially. Well, I would hope we're all on the same team. I assume I assume we're all on the same team. Here. America. Yeah, yeah. Let's let's. Well, that that's the thing. Like we're, we're I'll go ahead and tell y'all from different points. Even though we're like you know. It, Every, next door, like we're, live, we're both from East, yeah. But we still have different upbringings, different but, backgrounds. But yeah. we still well. Everybody, everybody that has listened to the show for a while knows that I'm not the biggest Trump guy. I thought I was. Then I realize now, if he runs again, and I know he is, 
It divides more than anything. That's what it's I thought. Yeah, it, it divides. It divides more than anything, right? You can have different views, but you can still have the but same. But this is the first time in my life. Come to be. This is the first time in my life, and I'll say it openly here. I think that as much as as a white Southern person, everybody wants to be like, "Oh, Trump, yeah, twenty twenty four, and all this kind of shit." I think it hurts us as a whole. I think it hurts everybody. It divides more than anything. I What I want is I want somebody to come up to where all of us can just agree that this is the best for the situation. I want DeSantis and fucking Candace Owens. I don't, I'll don't. i go and tell you. Uh, Candace, I don't give a hey, fuck. Hey, look, I'll go and tell you. Uh, I like that. Candace Owens, but she don't need to be a fucking no type of political leader. We will disagree. We'll, oh, I agree. We'll agree to disagree, uh, Lee. Oh, I can't assume. We need people. I think we can all agree that we need people that understand the issues that America has right now and are willing to work toward those issues without having like a side agenda. Yeah, like not, they're not in it for themselves. They're not in it for hurting someone else. That's that's my yeah. big thing. So I, I'm I, I'm, I'm not a negative person. Yeah, I'm I'm a pretty optimistic person. <laughs> I might talk shit, but it always comes from a place of trying to understand everybody. And I have to say that those four years that we're talking about were necessary. I, I still think okay. Does that make sense? No, it is. Those four I years still think I still think he's so, the best president we've had in a while. I love while. Trump. If he could have shut the fuck up, there it we would have been all right. There it is. If he would have shut the fuck up. But also, I'll go ahead and tell you, there's a complete opposite. And I know like giving Josh shit about him talking like Obama. Uh-oh. This best speech giver I've ever heard in my lifetime has been Obama. Obama would make you run through a goddamn brick wall. Oh yeah, yeah. Absolutely. You know what? Can so, I say something? As a as a as a fucking y'all know I'm a racist. straight <laughs> fucking Republican. We're full of straight Republicans, <laughs> goddamn it. Oh my god. Is that the same? I, I y'all thought why go piss. I know those aren't the same thing. No, but no. all my sponsors, I'm getting up for a you gotta got me some goddamn sidetracked. I forgot what I but, wanted to well, say. Well, Lee, you mentioned uh, DeSantis. I I roll with that. I would vote for him. I love DeSantis. Listen, here's my point. All right, <laughs> so now that we're, I don't. They even got Listen, here's my point. All right, uh, I think that all the shit that had to go down had to go down because in a society right now, we have every single answer in our pocket. And that has become a problem for people because it's opened all the eyes that always needed that were always closed. They didn't want to see the shit, and all it did was peel back the layers and the curtain to show, look, everybody in this motherfucker's full of shit, and it made everybody go, holy fuck, oh yeah, that's pretty bad. All, yeah, everyone's full of shit, I th- and being a two-party system is stupid. It's so fucked. Yeah, we we so need fun. way more choices. And I got you know it, what I'm saying is that all of these things because we have so much access to information and yeah, each yeah. other, we literally have like we, links. We, we had it's, access to each other, but we're not like ta- we weren't it's talking. All, yeah, we, no, we, no, we weren't talking. Now in the, we are. In those years. Now we are we're because having... something so shitty had to happen. And I'm not I'm not saying that President Trump was shitty. What I'm saying is that what I'm saying is that when that happened, it peeled the scab off. Yeah, well, for I us think, to go. I think, oh I think shit! Okay, got and then we started like healing. Like, yeah, we're, we're not I think talking. I think now is where, but also too, it's like it's one of those good and bad sides of social media. Yeah, yeah. everybody thinks their opinion matters now. No, like everybody does. But what happened with Trump? 
is I think now we feel more comfortable expressing that shit. Saying, fuck y'all. Yeah. But yeah, we also, you just get on Facebook. Also, I mean, at like, least I know Chappelle, I know Chappelle just did the skit. Not a great place to I know he just did the stuff on Saturday Night Live, but he was right when he did it. When he was like, Trump came out and said, I know the system's rigged mm-hmm. because I fucking have used it. Yes. Okay. I said, Trump's God the first person damn. ever <laughs> to come out and say, I take advantage of the system. I'm rich. I'll go and, and tell y'all. The first time I pay taxes on the studio is the first time I get caught. Yep. Not paying taxes on the studio. You're supposed to play the system. You're supposed to, like, if it's rigged in my favor, I'm supposed to use it. I, I guess the idea there is that our shit got so crooked that we had to put that motherfucker in office. And I, listen, <laughs> he did some good shit. He did some really fucked up shit, but he some good shit. The point is, is that... I mean, yeah, at least so he knew bad. what planet he was on. Yeah, it was what, so bad that we put that motherfucker in office, and now we're like, oh, wow, politics is real bad. What yeah. I was going to say... <laughs> it was a wake-up call. What oh, I shit. just yeah. remembered, what I just remembered, finally, sorry, I'm hammered. We hey, started fine. drinking goddamn margaritas. And, uh, yeah, so anyways, yep. as a straight, white, <laughs> fat, fat and precious Republican, <laughs> you know, what I was going to say, I seriously, no, but seriously... I remember going back and because I love politics, I love listening to every side and, Me and every him have opinion. bonded over that Dude, a lot. And the thing is, what's stupid to me is the shit that I've heard Trump say and I've heard several other Republicans say. I went back and I listened to fucking Bill Clinton speeches. Mm-hmm. Listen, and to I've listened to Reagan Obama when he's he, ever president. Dude, when Obama was running the same exact shit, I'm like, I would have voted for Bill Clinton. I would have voted for Obama. His first fucking go around. And now I'm like, how the fuck did are they saying the same shit Trump was? And now everybody hates Trump. But they literally said build a wall. They yeah, literally but said the it, same shit. There was shit. a lot of even looking back at it now. <coughs> and you said it a while ago. What it is is everybody if Trump would have shut the fuck up a lot. We did. We I think we've been okay. You ever watch, so I'm, I'm Josh is still like, all right. Let me ask you, he's Josh. Let me ask you this. Here. This is the this is the only argument that I ever make with anybody. And you take your four years with Trump. Mm-hmm. All right. And you take your, what, two and a half now with Biden. Mm-hmm. Which one did you make more money? Which one did you have a better, I guess, uh, quality of life? It's uh, n- it, wasn't, it was never about Trump to me. It was just in that time period, I did better. <coughs> and it was just like, I mm-hmm. guess in my mind... I see how the community goes. I see how everything around me goes. Mm -hmm. So I don't know many people, and I know COVID hit, so COVID kind of fucks it up Mm -hmm. a little bit. But my my four years under Trump, and and he don't give a fuck about Cochran, Georgia. He don't give a fuck about Eastman, Georgia. There's not a single politician. Obama didn't. Biden doesn't. But I always look at my quality of life under a president. Mm -hmm. My quality of life was better under him. Mm-hmm. I don't know why, but I know that things were gas, groceries, everything else was better under that. Mm-hmm. I need a president that can make me skinny and sober. I've been drunk and fat. Did you better forever. you better start smoking meth. All I can tell you, ain't same no, shit. A president, under both of them. a president ain't finna make you skinny, you fat bitch. <laughs> yeah, I need a recession. Yeah, yeah. but I ain't that poor yet. Sure? But I'm working on it. Uh, hang on. But so, so my thing <laughs> is, so like, wait, I'll even say this. So this is the seventh year we've done like our toy drive, right? To help like less fortunate families. Yeah. 
We put out the thing, the video, at the beginning of October. I had, at, to this point now, like 250 families that have reached out to us. Mm. That is way more than I've ever had before. Way more. And, and the price of everything is so high. Mm. And I know shit rolls downhill. But you also got to look at, like, the fucking leader, right? Like, mm. I mean, you have to, though. I, 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 will, I won't say that inflation, I can't, I, looking at, at what I've looked at and, like, listening to, like, financial, people that do finances and, like, the economy and all that, you can't, we're not, they're not looking solely at what Biden has done, even though I'm not saying that what he, what's things that he's done, decisions that he's made has not yeah. contributed to it, but a lot of it is corporate corporate greed, which is, I think, is we can both agree that that is a, that is a big driving force. Yeah. Of, or that, that, that's something that we have to pay attention to. Um, and I know things were, you know, set a certain way in while Trump was in office. Um, I think that there was more of just a, while I, I didn't see much of a difference between, you know, now, now I think COVID definitely changed everything. It fucking killed a lot yeah, of us. Yeah, COVID fucked everything up. Well, um, how uh, has it impacted you personally? Has, has anything went up? Gas, groceries, mm-hmm. anything? How has it personally impacted you? It's, it's, it's obviously impacted your <laughs> well, hair. Well, I've also moved to a, a, a major city. So your hair. That's been like that. What is that? <laughs> Josh, how old are you? That's been like eight, six yeah. years. Yeah. So we had pretty solid-ass formative years. Oh. Yeah. Through for for the last twelve years, I've been like yeah. the making of an adult, right? Yeah, yeah. So it's hard to it's hard to hard to grasp how well life was either way or not because to yeah. to us we were just like we were just trucking along. Everything sucked. We yeah. were like, oh, this it was is just awful. like you know I'm, I didn't have a you know job. We're working a job for the last. I worked the job four years from like eighteen to twenty till the beginning of this year. Pay was you know yeah, um you know I was kind of just trying to live within my means. Uh, I didn't really notice like you know things being more or less expensive i just know that i wasn't making making as much as i wanted to but uh i know now it's different because i've moved to a major city and things are more definitely pricier and i'm definitely having to there's more i have to pay for well you had that's and that's that was changed yeah that's just more changed so it's hard for you to to say you personally because you moved from a uh Small community yep. to a big one. So yeah, going? You, you, yeah. Okay. Well, that's just yeah, yeah. But I can also and, and, that, and that's can good I'm, because you, if you, I if change, I had, so you can't really give us a good analysis. No, I can. But I can also see from someone who owns businesses how this would affect how decisions made on that level would affect them and how right. it would affect how everything works around it. You know. Um, yeah, it's yeah, it's just something to have something to look. You want to look at the details of like. How thing, things have gone up, like what decisions work did this administration make that allow things to go, you know, be lower, or it, it, were there any rem, are there any ramifications for that going forward in after the, in the next two, few years? Like, there's more there's more to it than just the right. president is the reason why. We have to look at our legislation. We have to look at I what, agree like, with what, that. Corporate, what corporations have done. Yeah, we're putting but too I, much I, weight on one person. Exactly. Oh, yeah. exactly. Come on, guys. No, like, no, no y'all people. right, but also look at the trend that it goes. I've always, like, uh, I, I can't remember who told me this one time. Uh, I'm going to quote a Bible verse. But uh, it says, the fa- no, as the father goes, the family goes. Okay, so it's the same thing. So I will always view, I will all, 
Shut the fuck up, you fat bitch. <laughs> I will always view as the person who is the head of household, which is our president in my mind, as he goes, the country goes. And I know it's not supposed to line up like that. But so I make it But it kinda looks like that sometimes. So if I'll make an analogy if I got time and you stick with me. Oh, we got so, time. You got so about you got about eight minutes before I turn the shit off. I'll use up seven half of them. So I I used to teach, so I use a lot of analogies to try to like just make shit make sense to people. Mm-hmm. Um, so I come from a football world, and I coached I coached football, played football, been in around it, everything. And there was so any time that a school or any sort of football program is in turmoil, in other words, like the the players and everybody is they're they're just doing an awful job. They have, they have terrible discipline. Uh, they're not doing what they're supposed to be doing. They're getting in trouble. They're you know they're not they're not completing their tasks what they it's need called to, going right? to a making high school doing your shit if you're not doing your shit the right way right the thing you need is a disciplinarian yeah right so whenever a school is in turmoil and they the first thing they do is they're going to fire the coach and what, what kind of coach are they going to bring in to replace that person mm-hmm. it's going to be a defensive minded person that guy that's in the weight room that guy that checks up on your grades that guy that comes in he's going to make you do 10 push-ups for being Turn late coming hardened. weight training right he's going to be that guy that goes in there and whips Ever loving ass. His daddy has beat my ass. But then he turns around immediately, <laughs> right? And he hugs you, and he loves you, and he's proud of you. That's the guy that you bring in when the shit has hit the fan. Me. Now I'm gonna tell you right now, I'm not. A, I am a bit of a conspiracy theorist, but I do believe that all of these things kind of mesh together Damn when right, it comes to do. politics and sports and religion and everything. It all kind of melds together at one big pot at the top somewhere. And my point here is that whenever they thought that our country was in turmoil. The darkest thing that we did was vote a guy in that separated us even further. He did some amazing shit. He went in the weight room every single fucking day and made sure that your ass was there on time. He made sure that you were working, and he made sure he was jumping your ass if you weren't doing the right thing. But a defensive-minded coach doesn't last forever, right? You got to bring that guy in after him. That's the fucking guy, right? You're going to have you're gonna have that Obama that brought it in, and he's like, motherfuckers, best we're going to be is we're going to make it to the playoffs every year. And we, as Americans, we're supposed to go, all right, man, that's pretty good, pretty good picking, right? We'll, we'll hang on with that, right? No, boy, but I'm going to make some money off but you. But then You're there's good. somebody that comes in and was like, I can make that shit better. And it all it did was overturn. Like, it looked under every single stone. It made everybody look and go, fuck, man, there was a lot of shit that we weren't looking at when we were so proud of ourselves for just making it to the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And now we're going, holy fuck, there's a lot of shit we really need to work on. That's a that's a program, and you can look at all these things in college football, high school fucking pee wee football, and people can go, God damn, it all kind of makes sense because leadership is leadership. It don't make a fuck where it comes from. Mm-hmm. So if you ain't if you ain't picking up your end, it ain't there, man. So all we did was we just we brought in the guy that was gonna go in there and beat ass, and he did, and we were proud that ass got beat. But you know, sometimes, God damn, Hodges. You know, you got to... Don't, don't, bring, don't bring up sexy racing. I got to take a step I, back. Well, I was he about is to say, not allowed on this show. I was about to say, to lighten the mood. <laughs> he, I was about to say... He beat my ass. <laughs> to lighten the mood. That man beat my ass. What? Was it Coach Harden asked you and uh, Ben, stars or stripes? No, no, he asked Ben. <laughs> it, was, it had nothing to do with me. I thought so, there was a few of you that had to run, though. So before, before we get off the... There was a few of you that had to run, but, though, right? Before before we get off the show, this last thing I'll say. Cam's daddy, Coach Ray Harden, taught me some of the best lessons I've ever learned in this life. Me too. We probably got different ones, though. 
Well, he was your, he was your daddy. He was just my coach. But he taught say, always, he taught like Coach Harden. He taught men how to be men before they knew they were men. Like he had like the way you hear Cam talk. He's got a lot of his daddy in him. And I'm telling you, I wish I could go back to myself in high school and I could appreciate what Ray Harden would teach us. But how you just said right there about stars and stripes, <laughs> we'll end it on this. His daddy respects his country so much. Happened to be some boys at one point in time. It was baseball, right? It was baseball season. And we and That's all shit happens, right? Yeah. Well his daddy was fucking great. Yep. Great fucking coach for baseball. I still I still think about him so much. But there were some guys that were laughing during the Pledge of Allegiance. Let me tell you, you want to see a grown-ass man get fucking mad? Let Cam's daddy see you laughing during the Pledge of Allegiance. He comes up to this fella, and he's like, all right, now, you want to run the stars or you want to run the stripes? Let me tell you, the guy he asked was fucking stupid. <laughs> he, he was a he was a good old boy now. How many stars? Uh, I love man? it. No, let me tell you, the motherfucker knew how many. He he knew how many stars there was. He didn't know how many stripes there was. Ooh. So he was scared. So he when, said stars. So when Coach Harden said, "You want to run the stars? You want to run the stripes?" It wasn't pinstripes. The boy said, "God damn it! I don't know what to do." So I'm going to run the stars because I know how many stars is. And Coach Harden said, are you sure? <laughs> and, and, and he was trying to get him off. He was trying to get him off. When you told me this, I thought it was a yeah. couple of them. And it, all was the, it was two. It was two. I'll tell player. you. I'll say their names when we get done. Like, oh, I won't say their mad. names on here because I, I don't even know if they listen to this, but I don't want to like, put him on blast. But your daddy gave them the option. <laughs> and the second that they said – Fuck, I know the stars. I don't know how many stripes they are. I run the stars. And your daddy was like, okay. We had to stay outside of that fucking ballpark for them to run poles for about an hour and a half. After we had done got our ass beat. Because that was the thing. We had got fucked up that game too. Like we had got ruined that game. And so your daddy was already mad. Your daddy was fucking pissed because we shouldn't have lost to him. And the fact that they had laughed during the Pledge of Allegiance and everything, oh, your dad was hot. The good news yeah, I remember is, that. He came home, and I didn't do my homework, so I got double that day. fucking dad was mad. <laughs> the good but news is I ran polls. Was, I didn't even know Stars and Stripes. The good thing was, though, the good thing was we sat there, and your dad looked at us, and he's like, they stupid motherfuckers. Like your dad, <laughs> your dad cussed at these fucking high school baseball players, and he's like, "You know what? You can't fix stupid. You can't fix, you can't fix be stupid." Strong, though. So if they if they want to <laughs> run the stars, I'm gonna let them run the stars, and y'all can sit here and watch it. You're just gonna die tired. Y'all gonna learn a lesson that these boys should be learning. Yeah, your 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 daddy. Uh, we had Cass Kelly in here a couple of times, and I think the world of Coach Kelly, but your dad was always the one. That was just like a big influence on me. I know me and you talked about it last time that you was here. I wish your dad could come on here and everybody could learn from Coach Harden. He teaches men how to be men before they know they should be men. And I'm telling you. He doesn't you, even know he does it. If you have those guys in your life that they don't 
they're not teaching you shit. They just stand there and you hey, go, I've look quoted, at it and watch it and you go, that's a, yeah, I have quoted. Like Y'all would laugh. I only had him for one class because I didn't do. Like, oh, my God. I, I, I had him every day. No, cause From the time I was a ninth grader to a twelfth grader. You know what class I had him for? Every single you day. You would laugh. Driver's Ed. Driver's Ed. <laughs> That's it. That's the only class I had him in. Yep. Driver's Ed. Yep. I had him. So I had him for Driver's Ed, and I had him for every weight training. So I think I, I had, had him a total to, of like I, ten semesters. God. I had my dad. Y'all remember those early morning classes? I had him for yeah. early morning. I did too. I, How many fa- times did you make it? I didn't. Ah, that makes sense. You're, I, the fact that your dad even passed my fat. But ass. I was there every damn day. Oh my god! I rode to school with him. I didn't even have to be there. You're, so I figured out a class to take early morning just because I had to be there. Yeah. I was the same way. My mom was a lunch lady. Yeah. Yeah. So I'd ride to school with her when I yeah. before I had a license. There's two there's two folks that I I think back at that really taught me a lot about being a man before I was a man. Your daddy, Coach Kelly. Two solid dudes. Yeah. One of the kids is okay that came out of that. Yeah. So. Coach Kelly's got fucking 8,000 kids. <laughs> There's a whole insurance policy in Dodge County because of him. Maury. I did too. I did fucking grace. I'm ready for the Maury special. Okay. All right. So I want to thank each and every one of y'all being part of this. I want to say uh, something before we end it. Say it. Because I just, it's the holiday season, y'all. We love y'all. And there's a lot of lonely people during the holidays. And this brought me to thinking because you do a toy drive. Yeah. But I feel like next year we should do one for the lonely people. We should do a toy drive. For the lonely people? <laughs> I'm not buying flashlights for fat yes, people like you. Yes. <laughs> Look, we should take up sex toys that Hold need on whatever now. you're into. Yes. It's a toy yes, drive. Because I got to tell you, that the Why can't we do a toy drive for, for sexually needed people? Yeah, I, I, They're body, special needs. Yeah, I feel pillows. like the people that showed up for that would be a pretty solid crowd. Yep. Special needs say a lot more fun a than toy, toy drive. drive. Huh? Yes. Fuck you, Tucker. <laughs> I'm on, dude. I'm, I'm <laughs> on no part of this. I'm with it. Go ahead. I think this is a good time for you to sign he off. He said there's I'm a toy drive. I'm not buying lopsided fucking flashlight so you give yeah. out to your friends. I'm just saying. Why is it going to be wild? There's lonely people on yeah, the holidays. Probably, they have disabilities. Yes. They, and we're back. We're going to call them special needs. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> Can we just call them needs? I mean, <laughs> well, they are needs. <laughs> I think y'all just finished the bottle. All right, Tucker. <laughs> I'm just saying, I want to do a toy drive. Right, Damn it. A sex toy drive. <laughs> a sex toy drive. But I think it'd be funnier. Hey, Josh, just let him be in charge of it. Just him. I just want anybody to know that is any part that's going to help me grow my career. What you heard from him right there, that is from him. That has nothing to do with me. I'm trying to help you. How are you trying to help me? I think that's just trying to help I'm you. I'm trying to help lonely people. Because <laughs> I was one for a long time. I missed y'all. <laughs> Beast finally... son, son got a girlfriend now, and he wants to buy sex toys for us. Because we ain't got nobody. He wants to be Santa Claus all of a sudden. Very special needs. Yeah, I got both hands. I don't. Okay, we are ending it. Uh, anyway, Josh Davies, Cobbley, Lee Tucker, I'm sorry, Mr. Cam. Thank each and every one of y'all, and Donald. Uh, thank all of y'all for our Thanksgiving special. This is way better than South Park's Thanksgiving gobble, special. Gobble, bitch. It's been fun. <laughs> it's, been, 
If yeah. you have any complaints, please send it to Lee Tucker Music <laughs> on Instagram. I had no part of him wanting to give disabled people fleshlights. <laughs> <laughs> Thank y'all for listening to the Justin Podcast. Yes. You better Cut. end it. We'll see you next time. Cut. <laughs>